Hey, all you Irish speed demons, welcome back to Atsune Miki's Crackhouse. This is episode 79, dude. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingman. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, there's been a topic I was I've been thinking about excruciatingly for the last four days that I've been dying to bring to Crackhouse that I wanted to get us like warmed up with. Okay, I'm excited. I love this. Because we're both big gamers, and especially this show's big on, like, nostalgia and our nostalgia. I was thinking a lot about games, specifically retro games. If for the purposes of this discussion, this means Nintendo 64, PS1, Sega Saturn, and back, Gen 5, and back. What retro games were had a lot of clout, online clout, when we were in our early days on the internet, like 2008 to 2011, specifically. What do you remember were some retro games that had a lot of clout in 2008, 2011, but now in 2021, 10 years removed from that, they, while they stood the test of time and for the first decade, they did not for the second. That is a great question. I, so I know it's a, and it's tough. I, would, I was only able to think of one off the top of my head that I'll give my case for, and I think you'll agree with it. I I think we can safely say Goldeneye, the N64 Goldeneye. Yes, Goldeneye has definitely lost a lot of its cultural class. And Goldeneye, what's so fucked up? Goldeneye tried to tried to fight God and was cast out of heaven. Like that. Like that's how badly Goldeneye got done by by gamers nowadays. Like it's not. It, it's it's not a. It's not an ocarina of time. Like there's one video that doesn't like it. And 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 there's I don't know maybe five percent of the population. It's like like Goldeneye is just you can't bring up Goldeneye without some boomer being like, yeah, man, was really good with odd job. But like everybody else, <laughs> everyone else on God's green earth is gonna be like, oh, you mean Perfect Dark, the superior yeah. entry? Like it means yeah, it's it's strictly yeah, definitely Goldeneye on sixty four is definitely boomers only. And here's the deal: if that XBLA. Vert like remake actually came out. We might be singing a different tune about Goldeneye, but the oh, fact yeah. that it's 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 one of those games that due to licensing, it's just been unable to be in the console space in any meaningful way. So if you wanted to play it, you either had to whip out the N sixty four or emulate it, and emulating it on a modern four button control pad is not ideal. Um, so that's a great answer. Um. Definitely multifaceted, though. There would be people who say that the multiplayer um, aspect of Goldeneye still holds up to some to, su- to some extent, even if like the controls are a little dated for the controller of the the time. Well, but the, the th- preface that you're giving me, it sounds like you have the end all be all. Like you have like the perfect answer to this. Here's the deal: I actually don't think this is the end all be all. This is the one okay, that first okay. came to mind, and I think it's going to be a good starting point for the discussion. All right. And it's Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Okay. I feel like So I feel like when we were growing up 10, 12 years ago, again, 2008 to like 2011, 2012, I feel like Super Mario RPG was considered like one of the premier part like good ass art or JRPG, like period. Like one of the goaty JRPGs, especially on the SNES. And I just feel like 
and, and I feel like everyone loved fucking Gino. And I love Gino. Every- uh, can we? Yeah. Can we talk about? Can we talk about this for a sec? Yeah. I I don't really feel a certain way about Gino. I think Gino is cool. Oh well, um, no. This is this is some deep miles lore. My first online handle, uh, was 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 based on Gino. It was Psycho Gino. Psycho Gino. It was Psycho the, Gino. Uh, what's the main character of SFT Five? Nahobino. Is that his shadow? Nahobino Con- and Psycho, Psycho Gino. Gino. Who would win in a fight between the Nahobino and the Psycho, Psycho Gino? Gino? You either live long enough. You either <laughs> to die become a, a Nahobino. Yeah. You either die a Nahobino or live long enough to see yourself be a, a, a Psycho Gino. A Psycho Gino. <laughs> actually, I think it's the op- I think it's the other way around. Actually, because no way. Uh, Gino died. No one cares about him anymore, man. I feel like, dude. Like, remember that fucking that awesome like fucking curb before Rost Forest? Oh yeah, animation. No, that sounds pretty good. That really, still. Yeah, that I. Yeah, it's freaking iconic. Like, that to me is, like, an iconic Flash animation based off, of, like, again, a really great song from that game. But, like, th- that game's not getting that kind of love anymore. That game does not get anywhere near that level of love anymore. And I feel like when people talk about Super Mario RPG now, they kind of recognize it for, in reality, what it is, which is sort of like a baby's first Square RPG with, like, f- f- some funny writing. But it's... It's just okay. It's like it's one of those games where it's like it's pretty good for what it is, but when you put it up against like like Chrono Trigger, especially like Final Fantasy like four, five, and six, it's like, ooh. Ooh, not as not not all there. Not all there. Yeah, that's and it's funny because it came out so late during the RPG boom. Like, that's a post Chrono Trigger game. You have to understand yeah. that is a post Chrono Trigger video game. And Chrono Trigger, I don't know if you know this, is R slash games' favorite game of all time. The most users on a poll, just like generally speaking, because this might have changed, but on a poll, the the most voted for game was Chrono Trigger and then Ocarina of Time by the R slash games user base. And I think Half-Life 2 is below it. Like okay. it's a pretty, pretty like it's not a controversial list. Like, um, it's a, it's pretty reasonable kind of standard like like oh you know r slash games loves these games list but like chrono trigger actually has twice as many votes as ocarina of time which is the second placed game uh 216 yeah like 216 users uh put chrono trigger as their favorite game of all time and then only 110 ocarina of time like that's how like that that's how like insane Chrono Trigger is as far as like the user base of of R slash games like that is one of for many people that is the single greatest game ever made. You know whose favorite game is is fucking Chrono Trigger is the legendary Pope Giver Matt Pat. That's his favorite game. Like like this game is is massive and and it came out before Super Mario RPG. It, it, it's so funny how the Mario license. Yeah, it's the Nintendo bump. Yeah, honestly, like, hardcore, like, literally, it's, like, Mario's in this game. And I think at the time, too, like, again, uh, the era, specifically, I'm talking about 2008, 2011, the context of the time was, here's the deal, we weren't hurt by Sticker Star yet, so Paper Mario was, like, a good RPG series, but it had its own mechanics and quirks. It's a different kind of JRPG. Same with Mario and Luigi, it's a different kind of JRPG. Mario RPG kind of had this, I guess mystique as it's like 
it's Mario, but it really is like a square. It is a square ass RPG. And yeah, yeah, it's got the but it's got the timed hits or whatever, same as uh all the other but games. It's, it's not like gimmick like the timed hits are not as gimmicky as as in Paper Mario. Like it, like in Paper Mario it's like the timed hit a giant intrusive A button appears on the screen like you're gonna press it, you're gonna press it now. It's the mechanic. It is like the defining like major mechanic that makes it more of like kind of like an action like action ish or like an input heavy, input dense role-playing game that's like kind of simple on the front the back end but from like that perspective i I see super mario rpg being interesting but i just feel like nobody gives a shit anymore because i feel like people are burned out on mario rpgs just because they've been so like mid the last 11 years and that was the first game that came to mind now i've a question arguably i made a video on one of these games banjo kazooie which I, I state in the, I opened the video saying that I feel like it's lost a lot of cultural cloud. I feel like the difference though is that people, you'll still see people come out of the woodworks to be like, yo, Banjo Kazooie, that, that shit rocks. But I just don't feel it's, it's, a, it's nowhere near as prevalent as it was when we were younger. I, I have an answer for this, and I think you okay, might even awesome. be able to, I think, I think you might even be able to know what it is, but it's Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana, sorry. This is definitely. One of those, like, quote unquote, like, upper echelon Super Nintendo games that has, uh, yeah, that has, as you said earlier, it's not quite been ca- cast out of heaven. No, it has. It's totally been cast out of heaven. I, I feel like there are still people who, here's the deal. I still feel like there are people who grew up with Secret of Mana who played it and kind of appreciate it for, like, what it is and what it tried it did and tried to do but i feel like m- most modern gamers would go back to that game and i don't know i just they probably feel a certain way about it i don't really have any experience with mana secret of mana is interesting because um i guess it's secret of mana i don't i don't know um but i've always said secret of mana i'm going to say secret of mana you know what fuck i you. say this mana my, i'm fucked from this chicago this is my fucking so. podcast yeah this is my fucking podcast i'll say secret of mana um secret of mana is interesting because that is a game that could be improved by one simple thing, and that is four letters, M-I-S-S, appearing on the screen when you swing your sword and a damage indicator does not appear. Because the game, as an RPG, rolls for evasion every time your sword hits an enemy. And yeah. People think the hit detection is bad. It's actually, the hit detection is actually very good. It's just that the game is rolling for evasion pretty much constantly. And the so game what is not explaining to, that. Yeah, and so what needed to happen is when you swing your sword and you see an animation of an enemy backstepping, it just needed to say, miss. So people can go, okay, I missed. The game says I missed, okay. Missed. Like, but... But in, instead, you just, you do that and people are like, what the fuck? This shit is terrible. Like, I, you can't hit anything. The hit detection's awful. It, it is really, it is really funny, actually, because I was having this discussion with, um, with a, you know, a friend of the podcast. I don't know if she's listening in a while, um, Coco, but, uh, you know, at Spooky Coco, uh, used to ask a lot of questions on Twitter. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, but, uh, but I was talking about, um, <laughs> she, she was talking about, uh, um, Games that, like, that she considers, like, Gen X, uh, games. Games that, like, get a lot of reverence with Gen X. I love- that's an awesome question. Awesome question. Yeah, and- and she- and- and we kind of determined, like, the- the- the 90s 3D PC era games, Deus Ex, Half-Life- Deus Ex Thief. 
yeah, Thief, System Shock, Shock. Quake, um, are these very Gen X Doom. games. Um, Doom, yeah. And and she pointed out, like, a boomer game is Tech Mobile. And oh, dude! Fuck yeah, bro! Tech yeah. Mobile? Sick! And- and, and and I was I was saying like I'm like that's on point because Sam is a boomer. Yeah, ki- kinda. I am a boomer with my game with my game takes and stuff. Yeah. I'll hit you hey, with Miles, another like. Uh, I just got myself a curved monitor. <laughs> I was uh, you know, I was thinking about grilling up some dogs and we could uh, you know, we could we could uh, we could play Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse and trade off every continue. <laughs> Yeah, it was you know on my curved monitor looks pretty good when it's uh when it's upresed on my NES. <laughs> yeah, so we we were discussing that, and then I I brought up what I consider the the perfect storm, uh the three things needed for uh, people to turn on a video game. Okay, so one the recent iter- uh, and and this could be movies as well as we we see with Star Wars. One the recent iterations have been bad slash disappointing. Two, there is something similar to it that is of equal quality or higher quality, but is underrated in comparison. Or three, mm. high initial critical reception. Yes, so so those are the primary three causes for in the the gaming consensus, if you will, the greater gaming ethos, which you just have to think about. Everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about when I the say cloud, this, I The gaming cloud. Cloud, the gaming cloud. You know what's a funny inverse of this? Yes. A game that lost its clout in the 2000s and gained it back gained it in back. the 2010s. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, there's a... It's happening. It's, it's yeah. happening. Because I, I, I have an answer do... for this. Oh, but go, go off. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, kind of. Because Final Fantasy VII, after Advent Children and after uh, like FF thirteen, it was like fucking over for Final Fantasy VII. People, people were like, it was never good. It's all anime bullshit. It sucks. And then people played it when they were older, and they were like, oh, actually, this game's this game's about like mental health, and it's and it's about self identity. It's really surreal, and it's funny. Like I like people. People were like, Cloud isn't emo in this game, and people just misunderstand. Like I I have one of the rare moments in which Miles. Jay has been vindicated just just vindicated by by people getting to where he is and it's gonna happen again all right it's gonna happen again sometimes but but that was one of the the rare moments of 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 everyone coming back to a game that in the 2000s especially after the spoonie video was like tarnished it was tarnished like people that was when the final fantasy 6 re- uh, reverence like went through the fucking roof because they were like oh shit we can't like seven anymore seven's bad what do we like now yeah. uh, six and six is amazing six is an amazing video game don't get me wrong but but the the, the like love of six was always piggybacking off of a hatred of seven uh, and instead of playing seven play six. Oh oh yeah here's here here's a super super recent example of i feel like a series who had a lot of clout lost actually had a lot of clout in the 2000s kind of dwindled it away throughout the mid 2010s and has recently gained it back in his halo yes but that's that's it, a different case that is a different case yeah that's a yeah and it's because yeah. the franchise was bad it was the yeah it was like subsequently poor releases like fought, like guardians people didn't like four was was quite sus 
was like mixed mixed reception. Four's sus, my guy. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot I said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course he did. The the greatest save in human history. Yeah, that iconic, that iconic moment. Go listen to the episode after the Crackhouse LA trip, and that's where that is. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> but, but and then the Master Chief Collection was super great game now, but it was super botched for like two plus years. Um, so three four three's been batting fucking zero. So now that they finally got a hit, people are happy and 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 the love is back for Halo. But it was more so like again a dwindling of 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 stuff, and not a game that lost a lot of clout in the early two thousands or didn't have a lot of clout or had a lot of negative clout, but gained it in the twenty tens, twenty fifteens. Oh, I got one. Or or here's one I'm starting to to see turn on. This I'm sorry, it's not the two thousands; it's the early twenty tens. But it's a game that got a lot of shit at launch. That it's. It's growing in terms of like underrated Assassin's Creed Unity. Interesting. There's been a lot. Of, this I've is a seen, new one. I, so I've seen. So here's the deal. I I don't like Ubisoft, but I also have to give credit where it's due. This 2014 was a shitty year for games, but also kind of shout out 2014 to 2015 to being like, hey, we got new consoles. We're going to try to make the craziest fucking games possible in terms of graphics. That's how you get the order, which is admitted as fuck as that game is nothing has ever come close to looking like that again. Or like Assassin's Creed Unity, which, dude, the amount of like detailed, seriously highly detailed, unique interiors in this open world. So you have the open world landscape plus a ton of interiors is absurd. Plus, they do a lot to, like, actually keep the... They, like, finally get get the Assassin's Creed parkour. It's not perfect still, but they get it to a place where it's... You actually get to fucking parkour and you have choice and decision-making involved. But it's not... It, but And it doesn't get fully automated. Like, it doesn't syndicate on where they give you the fucking grapple hook, which is the most, like, heinous thing I've ever seen. And people are coming out! White Light has a great video on it. Uh, that boy Aqua has like a great, great video on the game talking about like its merits and like what it did and and like it being a really high quality Assassin's Creed entry and it just kind of getting dunked on because it was super fucking buggy at launch and people just moving on and forgetting about it because it was kind of a mid year and you know whatever. Interesting. That's definitely that's been a new one that the these these Zoomers are coming out being like actually when I played this uh, as a kid it was uh, pretty fucking good actually. Uh, and they went back and proved it. So I always like seeing this. That's why I'm so excited. In like like five ten years for like the 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 people who are gaming like uh, right under us, you know, yeah. where like they grew up with the Xbox One, PS4, like that was their fun- consoles. I'm really curious what kind of videos they're gonna make about games in five to ten years. I'm like super fascinated. Um, because they're gonna they're just gonna be have interesting opinions. They're gonna be have interesting opinions that have not used to hearing and whether or not they're they're good or insightful will depend on the the person doing the writing but oh yeah i mean that's the thing like like i mean every every generation can think critically about excuse me about the things that they've grown up on and ideally they'll seek context they'll seek context to make sure that uh that their opinion holds up because i i have a story about seeking context this week okay. um 
Oh, and I do have one final answer to this. A game a game that lost clout in the 2000s, gained it in the 2010. Mega Man Legends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just see Mega Man Legends for what it is and find it very charming and just look past the the quirky 3D. Yeah. Um, I, do, I fucking do. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, literally a top 25 game for me. And it's it's not a good game. Like, <laughs> actually, I mean, it is. Here's the thing. It's well designed and it's well thought out. It's just hard to play. And that's, yeah, that's one of the interesting fucking, things about it. And, and also, before we move on to the seeking context, I wanted to, I wanted to make this point. What kind of sucks about, like, the next generation is that the shit we grew up with, Miles, PS2, Xbox, Dreamcast, GameCube, that shit. That's like the hardest to access shit right now. Oh because yeah. Because not like with with the exception of a limited amount of um or OG Xbox games, nothing's available like none of this Gen 6 is available on current gen systems. Uh and while well, emulation is super viable for mo like a good 60 it's like 70% of PS2 um all of literally all of GameCube, ninety eight five percent of like it's like I'm sorry ninety percent of Dreamcast and like thirty percent of OG Xbox thirty forty percent OG Xbox. It's you still gotta have a fucking powerful PC. Yeah, you need a high still, end machine. Like yeah, you need a, a super rig. And then not to mention, not to mention the early era three hundred and sixty PS three games that I feel like um have kind of been lost to time from like back when these before these like systems kind of transitioned to being like having like full-on digital marketplaces where you could just buy the games and then download them straight from the the internet to your hard drive before like all that stuff got fully implemented and became super popular on these machine like the xbox 360 ps3 in like 20 like 11 on I feel like a lot of those games have been have just been lost to time, or people just because they don't have fucking access to them, dude. I'd, oh, I'd yeah. love no, for everyone to play Galaga Legion DX, but you fucking can't because you need a fucking 360 or a goddamn PS3. It's a horrifying. And let me thought. tell you, Miles, have you turned on a, a 360 or a PS3 in the last two months? I have turned on a PS3 in the last two months, and it is one of the most surreal experiences because I can only describe everything about the experience of using a PS3 as crusty. It's it, it, I I would go a step further and call it fucking agony. It's actual agony. And if you if you want to buy a game on PS3 now, it's like good good fucking luck. Like getting to that store, opening it up in the fucking br- like oh, all this shit. Hope hoping the browser saved your your ages old password. Yeah, it's it, like so. It, the account is still under Psycho Geno, and you gotta you gotta hope you gotta hope that it remembers your 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 password. Your, yeah, your shitty fucking password before you decided to say fuck it and use the same goddamn thing for everything. Yeah, just, no. When, when, when I was up. worried about getting super hacked by Iranians, like Hero the Wolf, like in Nigerian princes. Oh yeah, you want to talk? You want to talk about things that have just disappeared? Is the Nigerian prince scam? Well, yeah, they got. Well, they got found out. Everyone knows now. They're they've moved on to other other pastures. Other ha- they've other, moved uh, on to selling my phone number to Canadians. <sighs> yeah. 
So I can get a bunch of spam calls about my fucking insurance warranty being up. Yeah, my debit card, or my credit card being at risk. Fucking, fucking awful. But, yeah, no, I hope, I hope one, well, I hope one day, well, maybe we'll probably get to the point in five, ten years where just base-ass gaming laptops will be so powerful that you can just emulate all this shit and it's like no problem. And hopefully these kids can know, they know how to do it, hopefully these kids can figure it out. I, th- I think that will happen. I, th- I absolutely think it will happen, but we need to get out of this sand shortage first. Yeah, talk to me. What's going on with the sand shortage? Well, no, it's a joke. Um, but, like, you know, again, we it's the silicon issue. Or the silicone, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the chip shortage. Oh, fuck yeah, the yeah. chip shortage. Yeah, yeah. That's not, dude, I am. Oh, man. Miles. I, I have a lot of, I, I love the games industry, as everyone knows, but I also, I have a lot of schadenfreude for the folks who are a little too into it, or, or, or just when a lot of, like, shit happens. And let me tell you, I'm gonna be feeling away in 2023 when PS5s finally become readily available, and then six months later, the PS5 Pro gets announced. <laughs> That will be funny. Which is happening, people. If you're curious, it is it is happening. I'm just waiting, dude, for people to be like they finally got because they they just they refuse to kowtow and give the scalpers the extra hundred fifty dollars. They refuse to kowtow, so they they you know spent their life's the last all of 2022 months on end, days upon days wasted searching for a PS5 for five hundred dollars. In early 2023, they get it. Only to six months later be met with the PS5 Pro, which I, I I can't I I just I can't imagine why a PS5 Pro would be necessary. All these games run at 4K 60. What more could you fucking ask for? 4K 144, baby. That's the next I step. Mean, I, I mean, yeah, sure. It's just I yeah I guess so I guess so. We'll just tech. We'll get to that point where that's just feasible at you know an affordable console price. But yeah. Just very, very. I'm just. It's an interesting it's gonna make me laugh. It's an interesting. It's gonna thought. make me laugh, dude. Because you know, dude, you know, the like the cheap asses of the game community who I just love making fun of. I just love it. The people who the people who get like triggered online when they buy a game for forty dollars, and then the very next day the Steam autumn sale starts and it goes down to twenty. And the people that are bitching and moaning about it, those are the people I laugh at. The the Metroid Dread is not worth sixty people. Yes, I make fun of those people because it's like, what are you talking about? Also, I, I oh we I probably I've said this before on the show at least three times, but I anytime I see anyone do a dollar to hour conversion when talking about game length, I'm like I'm ready to I'm ready to get my, my all my fucking Nerf guns out and just and, and just take to the fucking streets, dude. Your your Red what, Rider BB dollar gun. Dollar an hour. I oh, I rated a dollar an hour. It's like motherfucker. You know, well, I, I think I mentioned this. Fifteen fucking dollars. I think I mentioned this, but like, if you want a dollar an hour, baby, Samus, uh, Samus's latest outing. I got sixty hours on my Switch. Yeah, exactly. Baby, you want a dollar an hour? Returnal's seventy bucks. I got put seventy hours into that. Uh, but people are gonna I, be like, uh, but "Where's the content?" But 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 it's only ten hours. Where's the content, most? It's how'd you get sixty hours? It's only ten hours of content. Yeah, maybe they had a lot of time to make sure the content was good because it's only ten hours. I just, I think, I think a lot about, I think a lot about Death Stranding. Obviously, this ha- this is not a surprise to anyone. But I just, I think a lot about. I was like, wow, 
This is the most brilliant video game because it, it might be the single lowest effort mission concept ever fucking made. Because all they had to do was be like, there are 500 missions in this game. All of them involve carrying identical looking packages. All we did was adjust the weight and the value of those things. And there is only one map. And you just got to get through that map. And it's interesting to you because you're doing 16 other deliveries that are, that are all on your back. All we had to do was change some variables. And we've just made seven missions in a day. Like, I just, I just think a lot about that. And I'm like, that's kind of genius. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect, yeah, no, it's a perfect example of, uh, Death Stranding is a perfect example of a game that can, you can do a lot with, with very little. I was chatting with, um, our friend of the show who always comes up, Tom's second look, about, uh, he was talking to me about Shin Megami Tensei 4 on the, uh, I almost call, I almost said on the NES, on the NES, and I'm like, that is not correct at all. That's not the console. SMT 4 on the 3DS, um, and he's like, dude, this game is JPEGs. This game is just JPEG. It's a land of JPEGs. But but he he mentioned that that game has twice as many demons as Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yeah, and that's because that's the they're price all you JPEGs. Pay. Yeah, because they're all JPEGs. That's what you you that that's the trade off you get to make. And that's the price you pay. It, but but another another example of a game doing a lot with very little. Returnal, I feel like, is a game that does a lot with very little. And it's almost like Miles, if you have a good game loop like Death Stranding does, like Returnal does, that's really thoughtful. It's almost like doing the same thing over and over again can be fun and a worthwhile engaging experience. Oh yeah. No, and 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 you just you just have to look at the the sheer amount of hours that people have put into some of these games that I mean Breath of the Wild is is far from like a low effort game. People will tell yeah. you it is cuz they're morons, but like you look at Breath of the Wild and they're like where's the fucking dungeons? It's like nobody has this many fucking hours of discovery in Ocarina of Time. And yeah, here, and, and, and we, don't, we don't have an to idea. we don't have to talk about we don't have to talk about the 3D Zelda games. Obviously we you could you could catalog my opinions on them. Yeah, but like how, how about this? Miles, let me let me present to you an idea if we're talking about game life because I feel I I've been th- I was thinking about this when I was playing a Pokemon Brilliant Diamond recently and I was thinking about like quality hours. How long did it take you to, to play with the game? And how many of the, approximately how many of those were, were quality hours where you were genuinely like engaged, like really engaged with the experience and like yeah, was having a like good, a genuinely good time with the experience? Because that's a great point. There's so many games, dude, where I just feel like, like, this is how I kind of feel about like a game like Just Cause 3. Just Cause 3 is like kind of fucking fun. Like, it, like, flying around in the wingsuit. Rico can take thousands of bullets before he dies. He's like the strongest video game protagonist ever. Like all the explosion shits really like fun and the chaos is really cool and taking out the bases is fun. It's good. For about 10 hours, like 10 to 12 hours, it's really fun and engaging. But then the gameplay wears off and the game continues on for another 40, 50 more hours. Because all they did was kind of just like copy and paste the same locations over and over again. And it's one of those situations where it's like 
think about bases in Far Cry, right? Like, all bases in Far Cry, yeah, they're all different, but they're fundamentally the same shit. You tackle them all the exact same way by going in either stealthy or just by fucking doing it, and it's it's basically the, the same shit every fucking outpost. And I was thinking when I was playing Forza Horizon 5, I'm like, well, Forza Horizon 5 is, no fucking open world game. It has nothing but, you know, road races, street races, dirt races, cross-country races. When you really break it down, that's 70% of the content um, are all these races. But a race course, by the fundamental act of its, like, at its level design is, like, fundamentally more interesting and just ends up a lot, like, is leads to much more diversity. Like, 12 different racetracks are a lot more diverse and interesting than 12 different Far Cry outposts. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I'm because I'm thinking about this with, with in the context of, of Death Stranding versus even the Phantom Pain, where, like, people's complaints about the Phantom Pain is the open world is not very interesting. And, and whereas Death Stranding, it's, like, every part of that map is something different. You can yeah. walk five feet, and the map is just a different level now. And and that's why that's why even though MGS Five has more in depth content, even though a lot of the content is tank unit fifteen, um, uh, Death Death Stranding, you can kind of play through the same scenario longer and not get bored, as opposed to the Phantom Pain, where you can play through these side ops and they're boringer. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's because really you you walk you walk twenty feet and you're in another level with a new challenge in in Death Stranding. Yeah, and and that's like the kind of the beauty of it. It's like a game like Death Stranding, a game like Returnal. They really just like step back. There are even like forces like this. They really kind of step back, let the gameplay kind of take take over, like and do a lot of the heavy lifting. And then just sort of design the world or the levels or the the gameplay sort of types and activities just around keeping the game as fun as possible. Where I feel like a game like Phantom Pain, while it arguably has like, quote unquote, better gameplay, I guess, than Death Stranding, which I don't even know if I would necessarily even say. But let's just go with that for this. For yeah, this I, I think I think that's like, a common if, opinion. I think a yeah, lot of people like, would say that. If it would find it as like when you're in the when the in the true heat of MGS5, it is a more engaging gameplay experience than Death Stranding. However, pr- there's there's a lot of bloat and a lot of fluff and a lot of nonsense tacked on to MGS5, I, yeah, I, where that I gameplay think the best is not put the, it, the focus. I think the best way to put it, based on what you said, is that is that there are more examples of low-quality hours in The Phantom Pain. Whereas, yeah. like... Like Death Stranding, there is there is a distinct amount of like high quality hours theoretically, which is you got some action sequences, you got some boss fights, you got some story, you know, elements. But like the vast majority of the game is like like a consistent level of of like the hours are consistently engaging. And yeah, and- because you do the same thing the entire game that is insistently engaging the whole way through. It's kind of how I feel about like Daytona USA. Yeah, like Daytona USA is, is engaging the whole way through because it's the same three course, like it's the same track, like same three tracks with the same car, like it's the same gameplay, but it's mastery of it and the act of doing it is really engaging and fun, which at the at the end of the day, all video games are this to some extent. 
is that some games that lean into it, and I've kind of found recently that the games that lean into it tend to be the better games than the ones that don't. And I feel like judging like qual like your quality hour spent with the game sort of matched by like how much time you put into it, it's like a worthwhile It's a good metric. It's like worthwhile. Yeah, it's worthwhile. Because I mean like take a game like like Witcher 3. I got 25 hours in the Witcher 3 on my like furthest playthrough. Those are 25 of the highest quality fucking hours I ever spent. It was fucking awesome. Did I see four fifths of the game? Nah. No, I didn't. Because I got distracted by other stuff and I wanted to do other stuff and I kind of got my fill of The Witcher and tapped out. But damn, Miles, that was a good 25 hours. And I would, uh, and I will go back one day. I like will, I will go back one day. It is a matter of when, not if. And like, I feel like that's a great example of like, a. Of again, just like something you could point to with like a, like a lot of high quality hours, where I just I feel like like miss my problem with Mario Odyssey, Miles, Mario Odyssey for eight eight hundred moons, right? That's the the that's nine ninety nine. But so nine ninety nine's the max total, but eight hundred. It's either eight hundred or eight eighty eight is the like amount of of like individual like statted moons not the extra ones you can buy at the shop i didn't i don't know honestly i i tapped out at 10 hours i was like this game's boring <laughs> but it's like 30 it's like 40 hours it's like it's like probably like 40 50 hours to get all 800 of 800 regular moons that you don't have to fucking grind to buy i'm not counting that shit um because it would inflate the, the point I, I don't need it to make it it's and of those like four like 40 50 hours maybe like 12 to 14 of those are like really high quality hours where i was really having fun and the other time it was just like boring and it wasn't that fun we're like mario 64 is six hours but it's six real high quality hours um and yeah it, it's just I don't know. That's how I feel. Or like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is like a sixty-hour game, but it's like it's like fifty-plus high-quality hours in that sixty-hour like window. Like you're you get like you're really like it's really a great fucking time the whole way through. And and the best part about Breath of the Wild is you can feel yourself getting bored. And when you feel yourself getting bored, you, you go can just end it. You can hit All the right, emergency it's time. escape button. Yeah, you know what? All right, it's time. Let's fight Ganon. I'm ready to go. Like that's that's one of, one of my favorite um, things was on the r slash true Zelda uh, subreddit, which is my favorite subreddit because every now and then, and I don't use Reddit um, very often. This is the only subreddit I'll go back to because every now and then it's split between amazing discussion of like the Zelda identity. And then Nintendo babies who only play Zelda discussing like the like, like, would you like a Zelda game? That's like Dark Souls. It's like, no. No, of course not, asshole. Move on. Like, or or like people being wait, like wait, 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 connections wait, wait, wait. between Miles, the Miles. If they wanted Miles, if they wanted a Zelda game like Dark Souls, why don't they just play, play Dark, Dark Souls? Souls? Exactly. It that's, already that's what I'm is saying. Zelda. 
<laughs> yeah, like like that, uh, or or you'll you'll see like these theories that's like connection between the subcons from fucking Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons and the Yiga Clan from Breath of the Wild, and it's just walls of text comparing just, like play another series, yeah, and play symbols. another franchise. Yeah, no, it, it is really funny. And it's interesting because every now and then you get the sense that a lot of these people are very seasoned gamers and they just they like they like the Zelda identity. It's it's what we were saying before, where you're like, what does Zelda offer you? And the answer is an identity. You're playing Zelda. Because because I, I was thinking about this with Shin Megami Tensei 5. It's like why not why not just play Persona instead of Shin Megami Tensei 5? It's like, alright, here's the thing. Persona's like like fun and vibrant and and it's and it's and it's feel good and you you play an hour of shin megami tensei 5 and you're like damn bro the world's gonna end one day like like damn bro anarchy truly reigns in shin megami tensei like that that's that's why you play those two different series for the for the oh, for yeah. the identity and for the vibes and and that's that's like and that's why there are some people who will forever play Pokemon even though these games are getting worse and worse every oh, single release, dude. dude. Like people people buy into the identity and that's they're allowed. Yeah. Um. But like, I guess now is a good time to kind of um uh like to kind of dovetail into. I did I make my point about True Zelda? I guess I did. Um. Yeah, the babies in the in the real yeah. real ones. The babies in the real ones, yeah. Where where like like you you have Mario Odyssey and Mario Odyssey is really interesting though because because that's a that's a game that that has both the babies and the real ones. I guess it's so does a, Breath it, of the Wild though. Breath of the Wild also has the babies and the real ones. Yeah, I think I mean here's the deal. I, I no no disrespect to Mario Odyssey. It's a fucking good quality product. You know, it's a good pl- polished quality like video game it's a fun game that, yeah everyone likes it's, it it's fun and you'll have a pretty and you'll probably have a good time with it that i could and i could recommend the experience but i just don't think it was like that engaging of a mario game and i do expect more from mario you know like i do expect we don't get these games that often i do expect more of a 3d mario there, um, there's a game there's a video i should send you by hazel called sonic adventure is kind of beautiful Oh, I need to watch this. I first of all, I like love Hazel. She's great, and all her manga videos are wonderful. On uh, super well edited, and two, yeah, I saw that pop up in my in like my subscription box one day, and I'm like, I need to watch that. And then it like she she has an amazing through. point about how just because they add coins in Mario Odyssey, going out of bounds and discovering like things and doing tr- crazy tricks to see where you can get is considered content as opposed to Sonic Adventure where you can do that and the act of doing it involves this cr- you know crazy physics and doing all these crazy yeah. tricks but because there's nothing up there people don't care or do it like it's it's really it's really interesting and she she makes a great point she makes a great point it's like okay what does a pile of coins change about the act of of managing to get somewhere that you set a goal to get to and you make it it's not a yeah exactly and and that's kind of the i feel like that's why people who love sonic like me are so fucking attached to him is because is because sonic is one of those franchises that you really you really gotta play it the way it intends you to you can't just fucking you can't play sonic really like mario your other like your regular plat i feel like people go into sonic expecting a 2d platformer and they try to play it like one and they just get fucked by every like enemy and they don't know that you need to be rolling all the time they just don't understand like 
all this shit about how it works and they're like, oh, it's fucking shitty and bad level design or whatever and I'm gonna go play Mario. And they fucking forget about it. And that's why you have people, fucking idiots who are like, there are no good Sonic games. When in reality, a lot of this shit's fucking mega Kino. Like, I love... I- I've gone back and forth on- over the years on Sonic Adventure, but I really love that game. I-, I-, I really love Sonic Adventure. There's a lot of dumb shit in that game that sucks. But also, Miles, can I talk about this? I'm so over... I'm so over, like, game criticism that's like... Too, it's like too in the weeds about like negative shit. Oh yeah, that doesn't specifically negative aspects of a game that doesn't really that like maybe sucks or it's not great, but it doesn't or it is bad, but it doesn't really hurt like the core experience of the stuff that makes it really good. And it's like I'd rather we just talk about games and we cr- criticize games and be like. What does this game do, like, ex- like, does this game do anything, like, exceptional? If so, what is it? Does it matter? Why? Like, let's talk about what these games do, like, well, and then, that, and then, if it doesn't end up coalescing into, like, a, like, a good quality end product or whatever, we, you can sort of, I'd rather find out why. I'd rather talk about, like, the merits of something and then find out maybe why it didn't, like, coalesce into something that actually worked out. Or to, or on the contrary, if if it is like something truly special, talk about all the things that make it like really really great. Just because I feel like, like Sonic Adventure is a game like many people would just kind of write off as like oh it's a shitty fucking early gen early gen six three D fucking platformer that's janky and oh has a wacky camera and uh, Amy sucks and it's like okay but like what about all this other good stuff? What about the fucking great music? What about the fucking like beautiful low poly fucking vibe? You know what about like the super diverse, fun, like, three-hour Sonic campaign. You know, what about, like, you know, all the crazy shit you can do with Tails? Or, you know, or, or like, the fact that, like, playing with Big, like, you could do Big's run in, like, 15 minutes and, like, all this shit. And, like, there's a lot of positives. I feel like really strong positives to the game that I feel like most people just overlook because, oh, janky or whatever. And it's like, I'd rather we, we talk about games that do stuff exceptionally well but, like, fail as opposed to games that have no problems right that aren't like yeah because i feel like mario odyssey is a game that is not exceptional in any way but is a game that has no problems so people are like yeah it's awesome when i'm like i don't know dude i'm more engaged in like way more other stuff that people would find to be like worser games but it's like that's one of the most interesting like critiques i always see of, of death stranding is, is people being like oh well you know the the mule encounters aren't that good and the bt encounters aren't that good and like like the bosses aren't that good and i'm like i'm like yeah of course not but that's because they're they're a part of of this larger thing of like you got to get these packages there on time man they're 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 yeah. just, they are they are the exact same as a rock in that game they pose the exact same challenge as a rock which is that they're not supposed to be you know like great content they're just supposed to be this thing that that spices up a delivery like oh shit i gotta go through mule territory there's gonna be at least 30 seconds of my delivery in which case i am running from people throwing spears at me like that's that's why their inclusion is valuable and then when you actually got to go into a mule camp that shit's actually pretty fucking like in depth like the the ai in that game is actually pretty fucking fucking like they have a lot of reactions so that, that's that's one of the the weird like critiques and like matthew matosis and white light and even donkey in his like 
re-review of the game like all of them kind of talk about how like the like yeah the walking's good but like there's all these other elements that like that don't really work and i'm like yeah they're also only like two hours of a 40 hour game exactly when you really get down to when you really get down to like how much you're engaging with them like you might not like them as much as you want but like ultimately like going through a bt area during a delivery is a significant not just a significant shake-up but it's it's also yeah. something that you're anticipating the whole time you're doing this delivery. Like I, I don't know, it's just I think I think that alone is is what makes it interesting is that is that it's another way to have you know, not not the highest quality hours, but like those aren't the highest quality hours, but they they are hours that 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 have the uh, potential to be higher quality. Uh, and so they're in the game, and and you might get a high quality hour. Out and of it, also, and the game would great. be wor- the game would be less interesting without them. And this is the other thing too, Miles. That I feel like people consider is like there's some stuff in video games that like sometimes like sucks ass or is like a little lame or not fully fleshed out. But there's some instances where the, the the game is interesting because of that shit. Yeah, it would be right? worse without them. Yeah, yeah. Like think about like No More Heroes, right? With all the weird ass fucking shitty side missions that suck. That that's why like, I don't the game like two. Would be that's way like less one of the... interesting without those. Oh, and we have proof of what the game is like without them. It's called No More Heroes Two, and it's a worse, in my opinion, it's a worse like overall experience. Like, yeah, the it's... bosses are better, but like, I yeah, I don't but... care. Yeah, but the whole but yeah, but the whole experience is just like a less interesting, less thoughtful game, and I feel like it goes to show like. Everyone, I feel like, I feel like No More, oh, there's a game I feel like has maybe lost a little, I feel, I don't know, No More Heroes 3 obviously came out this year, and the real ones were happy for that, but I I don't know, I feel like 2008 to 2011, obviously, we were both Wii kids to some extent, so, like, we were in the culture of, like, the M-rated, like, one of, it's, that was that in Mad World, as, like, the two M-rated, um, like Wii games of particular, like violent. Oh, yeah, that that received um, great reviews. That's the other thing yeah, too. Yeah, that were also like because you had like Red Steel, well. and that that got savaged on release. Yeah, but apparently Red Steel Two is like awesome. Apparently. Yeah, well, people say Wii Motion, Motion Plus. Plus for Red Steel Two like makes that game fucking amazing. Like it, it is better than Skyward Sword, probably like probably free, honestly. Yeah. Um. Good. Yeah. Good shit. But. Yeah, no, I just really fucking wish we, we talked more about, like, I don't know, I just wish games criticism was, was more positive overhaul, and then when we did talk about negatives, we specifically talk about how it, like, in the context of, like, how it hurts the core, like, why why it's negative, because it hurts, like, the core experience, like, that's I wish yeah, we, we cause, cause, like that. Yeah, because because the, those Death Stranding discussions are always people who see missed potential, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that sucks, no, it totally sucks that the, that the potential was missed here. But like, yeah, but like, like, look, look, look at it with what you got, you know, look, look, at, it, look like at it with with be, what it adds. Can can we just be happy? We got a like a like a, like a game like, yeah, like I don't want like obviously that's not the case for every single release. You want to you want to be like that. Right. But there just comes a point where it's like you got to just kind of appreciate the fact that we got something that like this quality at a certain point, right? Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, I can like like Dark Souls 3, like one of my favorite games. I got a lot of problems with Dark Souls 3. The level, you know, fundamentally the level design is fundamentally not as interesting as the previous games. It's a lot more linear. 
There's a lot less choice in the vanilla vanilla game. But hey, it's one of the funnest video games I've ever played. Like I so all this shit it's all like it doesn't matter. It's like cuz the the good shit in the game is like so fucking good that it like totally eclipses a lot of like the issues I have. And yeah, I could talk about how the stuff could be better, but at the end of the day, this is a fucking great game. Y'all got to play it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I had the inverse reaction somewhat recently. I had the Please. I had a genuine inverse reaction. So a month ago, I was talking about Metroid Dread, right? Metroid yeah. Dread, it's probably going to be my game of the year. And I was thinking, you know, about Resident Evil Village, you know, Resident Evil Village, I think is a better game, but Dread's got the movement, and thus I'm going to be playing it more. And and I, it was so funny because I did a low percent run of that game, which is a zero percent run. You don't get a single power up except for the required power ups that you need to progress, which is most of them, okay. which is kind of shitty about that game is that yeah. you basically need to get everything to progress um because they find a way to make everything a door they find a way to make everything a door it's really funny like they'll just be like oh yeah you need the wave beam to get through the wave beam covered doors i'm like what the fuck is going on like or or um or uh oh you need you need the plasma the, the, the one i found the most ridiculous is the plasma beam door i was like are you really Really? The plasma beam door? I get this shit. I totally get this type of shit in Prime, being it's in a 3D environment. Yeah. But you really needed this many locks in a 2D space. Yeah. Like, no, and it's really been funny. More... We're like, they'll be like, oh, you need super missiles here. I think I can count on one hand the amount of super missile doors in this game. Yeah. And like, I, I get it because here's the deal. It doesn't matter how many super missile doors that are in the game. Once you obtained one super missile, you can open the door. Like, you can open all the super missile doors. So I get it that, like, oh, if you already have the super missiles, they can't use a super missile door in place of the plasma beam door or whatever. But maybe come up with a better fucking solution for the general layout of this planet. Yeah. No, I, I genuinely think... I, I genuinely think this map is just not that good. Like, the map in Dread is just not that good. But, like, I did my 0% run, and I and I did a 100% run where I got a time that I was really happy with, and I got to the 60-hour mark, and I said, okay. You know, it was just like Ellie Last of Us. I said, okay. okay. Credits rolled, you know? And that was it. That was the end of the franchise. That was the end of Last of Us. Um... And, and like, it was just one of these moments where I realized, I was like, man, if, if, thank, thank God for Shin Megami Tensei 5, because if, if it wasn't for that, and, and frankly, honestly, after like a month, I probably would have gone back to Village being my game of the year. Like, because like, I was just thinking, I was like, man, like, I, once I, I was like, I was done with Dread. And I'm not done with Metroid games. I'm not done with Super Metroid. And frankly, like, even, I'm done with Fusion, but, like, I was, I've been done with Fusion for a decade. Like, you know what I mean? I, I've had, yeah. I, and Fusion, Fusion came out when I was a child. So it's not a problem that I'm done with Fusion, right? Like, because I have Super, and I have Zero, and, and I'm fine with, and, like, and those games are both these, like, great things that I can revisit. Or hell, I, I'll revisit the NES Metroid whenever the fuck I want, like, like th those are just these great games that I'm willing to willing to come back to. Like I realized that I was playing through Dread as many times as I was, so that I could be done with Dread forever. 
And it was it was it was one of the most fascinating like like revelations for me where I I did not realize that the reason that I was playing dread so religiously is so that I could I could have conf- con- per- perfect confirmation of my 7 out of 10 review of Metroid Dread that I am right about this game being just a 7. And I find it so yeah, interesting th- that it's so many people's new favorites. Like there are people who are like, "Yeah, my list of favorites is Super, Prime, and Dread." And I'm like, all right, we'll see how that is in three years. We'll see how you're feeling about that in three years. I think, um, yeah, dude, dude. Oh my god the the amount of just like Metroid like fan hype like for this game has definitely clouded it. Has given it so much clout that oh yeah, we're gonna see it deflate in a few years. Um, oh yeah, d- I, yeah, because it's a good it's a good game. game yeah. It's just not. I want not it. legendary like the rest of this franchise. Yeah, and that's okay. That, yeah, and that should happen fine. every now and then. Yeah, I like that. Like, like I, I think um, Tom called it a dependable seven, and I was like, "That's great. That's a that's a great way to put a it." Responsible but then, seven. But then I played Shin Megami Tensei Five, and I and I played Shin Megami Tensei Five, and I put eighty fucking hours into that game in a single fucking sitting. And and I I I was gonna do all three endings, but I kind of got burned out towards the the end of like the idea of redoing because because in order to choose the ending, it's a long there game. is well well you 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 have to choose the ending, and then I figured okay you choose the ending, and then in within the next thirty minutes the game ends. So I figured that I could redo that, but like it's kind of like it's like another like hour hour and a half before you can before you can get to the ending and there are three last three to four depending on if you did a certain side quest three to four bosses that you'd have to do three times to see all the endings so i kind of got burned out on the idea of doing those over and over again but like i was sort of settled on the idea of like going back and starting up on hard mode on this jrpg that's 80 hours long sam i the most brilliant part of shin megami tensei 5 is there is no grinding there is no grinding, not because they they don't have a level cap that that it just scales with you. There is a point in which everything jumps in level to a degree where you're going to have to level up. The difference is the game throws 10 really difficult side quests at you that end in bosses. And if you beat those bosses, you will get the levels needed to XP. do. Th- yeah, you'll gain a ton of XP and you will get the levels you need to fight these 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 bosses that you need to progress. Like that's what's that's what's crazy about it because you can grind or you can go back and do the or content. Or you can do you content. You can actually do side content that'll result Which in you is being Which is amazing. It is amazing. And and when I finished the game, I literally said that is at least a 9. Shin Megami Tensei is and I need you to understand the 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 words here. At, at least, least a 9. nine. It could be higher. I don't know. But I said it's bare just, minimum nine, bare minimum yeah. nine, bare minimum a nine. Like, I think I think if someone gave it an eight, I'd be like, that's acceptable. That's an acceptable rating. But like anything lower, I think, is, is just like your cap. That's cap, dude. Um, You're capping. But like, I, I was like, well, now I need to know if this is like a post, you know, like a post coital glow. Am I am I just out of touch? Have I not played enough Shin Megami Tensei to be able to to say here on Thursday I am indeed out of touch? So I I bought Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne HD. Start this game up, play it for an hour, and I immediately go. No, Shin Megami Tensei's five is fucking amazing, and it's crazy the leaps and bounds that they made, and this is like good. 
This is a good fucking video game, this Shin Megami Tensei 3. I'm actually gonna complete it. But, like, holy shit, you guys. Shin Megami Tensei 5 compared to this is, like... Like, you can you can visibly see just, like, 20 years of improvement in 5. I can't wait for it to come to computer, dude. I can't fucking wait, dude. I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, because on PC, that shit's gonna be, like, amazing. Like... It's gonna... Oh, dude, it's gonna run so well, dude. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. And it's like, and that's beautiful. that's my big thing. That's my fucking big thing with Shin Megami Tensei Three. Is I'm going, I'm going through Shin Megami Tensei Three, and I'm like, man, this is this is this is a wonderful little this is a wonderful little PS2 game. I get to I get to play it now. I get to play it here on the Switch. It's very cute. I like this. I like the atmosphere. I, I like the vibe. You know I like the music. Of, this kind of reminds me when oh, whenever oh, go, go whenever. Yeah, I like the vibe, I like the music, but then I enter a battle, and you just hear the most compressed audio for the battle tracks ever, so, like, like all the music is super crisp and clear, and then you get into a battle, and it's like, yeah, and, 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 like, you do an animation, and, man, let me tell you, the art of the 3D camera was not figured out at Atlas at the time. Like, you go back and play Final Fantasy VII, and, like, the 3D camera in, in the battles in FF7, 15 FPS video game in those battles, by the way, is, like, gorgeous. Like, the way that they have the camera in that game is so awesome. Whereas, like, the animations and the camera in this game are, like, like, they can't, like, your guy goes up and straight up clocks these demons in the fucking face. Got some good punches in this. And, and like, and meanwhile, in Shin Megami Tensei 3, your main character goes up and punches demons, which sounds like it should be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. But he just goes up and he goes, like, like, makes this noise, and it's just his arms swing so yeah, fast. Just, like, did he, like... <laughs> Yeah, he like kind of like almost elbows them. Like, yeah, he like elbows them, and it's and it's it's so fast. You're like, I guess he punched him, and like that they needed to pull out and have a camera shot from the background where we see him punch the demon. Like, but instead, it's like from behind the back. I mean, it it's 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 like yeah, ooh, they gotta do it like it. they gotta do it like fucking uh, Jujutsu Kaisen does because that's how um, Itadori attacks. Is he just punches fucking demons with his fucking fist, and it's and, awesome. And, that, that dude, SMT 5s animations are so fucking good, and especially like the way that they that they'll handle the camera is like every attack is done exactly in the most cathartic way possible from the camera's perspective. Every every attack looks as good as it should be from like the camera just is perfect. It's perfectly centered on whatever attack you want to see a character do. It's great. And why wasn't it nominated for best art direction? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, why wasn't it? That sucks. Because they're fucking hacks and they didn't fucking play the goddamn game. I actually guarantee you they did not play the they actually did not play the game. So I, I actually found I actually I actually found this out that the so you know, postscript or whatever, the last week's episode where I bitched and moaned about the game awards. So apparently the the ballots come out like the the so the the nominees, the due date for the nominees like November was like November nineteenth. But the nominations came out on November 16th, and the actual, like, s ballots and nomination, like, information was sent out, like, weeks ago. So, yeah, really, despite them both, fours and fucking SMT5 both being eligible, they weren't fucking played by anyone. Yeah, so no one Which could go, vote I for mean, that. Yeah, so so it's more at so I guess at that point it's more it's more a fault of when the event is being held in early December 
if we wanted yeah. to account for the whole year, we should just hold it in February. Um, like the Oscars, I, like the fucking Oscars do. But but the Oscars is fucked up, Miles, because they they run on some stupid October to October shit too. Like even no, though, but, like, but but that that's why it's in February. So so what I okay. No, I know Even what you mean. Like, like basically, October of twenty, October of twenty nineteen to October of twenty twenty is yeah, the twenty twenty one Oscar season. Yeah, it's still like fucking. Yeah, it's still like not not the actual year. Like, if we're if to me, if we were to hold the Game Awards in February, it'd be January first, twenty twenty one, to December thirty first, twenty twenty one. That's the that's the the full thing. That's why I shout out like Easy Allies and a couple other places that like don't they wait. They wait like a month and a half and try to get let everyone play as much as they can before they do deliberations and before they they put out their stuff. I got a lot. I got a lot of respect for that, and I get it. It's fucking fun in December at the end of the year. Ooh, what was your favorite stuff? But if we wanted to be a little, oh, just a little empirical about it, we we, we could wait. But yeah. yeah, whatever. And we should wait. Yeah. So so, anyways, SMT SMT five easy easiest game of the year decision in my fucking life. Dread get get the fuck out of here. Dread Dread got Paradise Losted from my life. Just you know, and I'm and I'm very I'm feeling very biblical recently because because of uh, SMT five. Feeling very biblical from that game. Um, but yeah, like I'm pl- I'm playing through SMT three, and I'm like, man, animation was not these guys' strong suit yet. They did yeah. not know what they were doing quite yet, because the animations in this game are like, are are like are like Ubisoft, like like sixth gen Ubisoft tier. Uh, oh, like Blacklist. Yeah, like that. I'm sorry, bad. not Black. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Blacklist. Oh, chaos sorry. Theory, like Chaos Theory. Yeah, can't like yeah, like that bad. Where I'm just like, oh, oh, Sunny Boy, Sunny Boy. You got a long way to go, but I mean, the, the game is still cool and worth playing. Very classic, like old school dungeon cl- crawler, like very interesting, but like, like, damn, bro. Now that I have the context of like just how good SMT5 is from like an improvement perspective, I feel pretty fucking confident in in calling it as it is, which is at least a nine. I feel pretty fucking confident in saying like, even even if you prefer like. Cause it's it's also kind of lighter. Like I almost wish it was darker and 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 more edgy, um, like SMT three. But even then, like, yeah, it's still it's still fucking great. Um, because it just plays better, just plays so much better. And even though it's more accessible and more character focused and not quite as surreal, like mm-hmm. SMT three genuinely feels like a Silent Hill game as far as like the encounters with humans go. Whenever you meet a human being, they're so not normal. They're so not characters. It's kind of awesome how like these people talk like like they're they they talk like there's a spotlight on them. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. They like they just like spit philosophy at you, right? Like Oh yeah, no, and SMT5, I was hoping for more of that and it it just isn't there. It's it's a little more it's a little more human and a little more grounded, and I think that's I pretty good. I think I think that's really good for 2021, especially. But I was, I, you know, it is a shame that we lost that little bit of like that that like pure surrealism, that that Silent Hill esque, like oh, we're not in the real world, uh, kind of thing going on because it, it, yeah. it, it paints a it paints a much safer world for um, it, it just generally speaking, it paints a much safer idea of the demon world of Tokyo. So I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting little game. Um, 
but uh, SMT5, fucking amazing, absolutely worth playing. Uh, one of my new favorites, and I'm and I'll have to play it on hard mode to see. But I finished it, played 80 hours of it. Feel really confident about about me saying that it's a great fucking video game. Um, and if I renege on that, then that's you know. Uh, that's on I mean, that's on me as game, usual. So I can't fucking fathom you 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 going back that hard. Yeah, I, I imagine that at most I'll be like, hey, you know, this has some problems. Yeah, hard it's mode's probably not like good. an eight. Like, yeah, like or, or yeah, our hard mode's not not that good. But like it's interesting because everyone talks about how hard like SMT three is. Um and 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 I'll get there. I've only played like three hours of the game, but I was generally more surprised. I like I wouldn't call it hard, I would just say it's a resource drain. Like it's just a significant resource drain in that game. Yeah, it's I've I've seen a couple of uh gnarly's like SMT challenge videos before, and it I, and like he does some pretty crazy shit, it, or just from at least the outsider's perspective, like not doing any fusions or anything like that, uh, which seems like okay, that sounds really hard, <laughs> but yeah, it seems yeah. like it, but it seems like if you have a really good understanding of just how the game works, you can just account for it. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, and, and that's that's why I'm that's why I'm 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 kind of surprised at how not difficult of a time. Like like for example, like I had game over it already by this point in Shin Megami Tensei 5. I've not gamed over in Shin Megami Tensei 3. Not yet. Well also you well also you're at least carrying over some some knowledge obviously i know the mechanics from smt mainline tend to jump like tend to be a bit drastic between each entry but but you you know you know you're debuffing yeah Yeah. you know you're debuffing five is really smart in that in in smt three if you debuff it happens to every single person on the field or buff and it happens to all your characters and um it lasts the entire battle and in SMT five, it's just like you get three turns. You get three turns, and everything's back to normal. Good luck. Do as much as you can in the next three turns. Yeah, I think uh, I think Persona three also works like that, if I recall correctly. It, like, it does. How yeah. the stat elements are doled out, but yeah, no SMT five sounds like a fucking honestly like kind sounds of like sounds a like a next game of cla- the like year candidate. Honestly, it sounds like a game of the year candidate. It sounds like someone ever wants to play, and it sounds like a, uh, one of the best JRPGs in the last five years. Uh, I'm playing uh, not one of those. Uh, Pokemon yeah. Brilliant Diamond. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I knew this was coming. I, uh, I knew this was coming. I, I want to only talk. I, I'm I'm writing a review, so y'all have to wait for that. But I I wanted to kind of talk with you about like one specific point that's really been frustrating me with the game, and it's that I really don't think I've ever played a game that is like. It's so it's like so easy. It's like the big it's like the biggest problem in the world. Like I've actually like like I'm trying to think like Kirby's easy, but Kirby doesn't have the same fucking problem. Like it, it's it's uh I, I was th- it's so funny the ba- obviously Pokemon battles you know how they work. I go you go I go you go based on speed or whatever. I was in I was in this the they they give you the very controversial party exp growth where you fight a pokemon your whole party gets experience the person who fought pokemon got fought who got gets the most by far but everyone else gets a significant amount of exp uh in the party because of this your entire pokemon your entire party of six is going to be much higher level than they would in the original game okay that's not inherently a problem but 
because it's a remake that they did the bare minimum of work on, they didn't update the trainers at all. So the trainers in the wild Pokemon are still relatively low level for your kind of god tier team that you got by not even grinding. By just playing the game normally, you just have Pokemon that are ready and kind of well-equipped to take on trainer fights. And since trainers only have one to two Pokemon, winning is a guarantee. Every every single encounter, there is like nothing. It's not even like... It's not even like that there was much at stake in the previous Pokemon games, but at least it felt like a real encounter with like gyms and stuff. So far, I've played three and a half hours and I've had one Pokemon. Miles, not one trainer battle. One Pokemon that one trainer had that caused some like problems and took a couple turns to beat and I had to use like a little bit of strategy and think about it. But it was already a foregone conclusion because all the rest of my Pokemon were so high level that I could attrition it and just do, and just do it. And the game is like in this catch twenty two where if I kill all the Pokemon in one hit, I'm bored out of my mind because there's literally no challenge and I'm just mashing A. Or if I don't take out the Pokemon in one hit and it takes two or three hits because they're super defensive or they use Harden or they cause confusion or whatever, I just get so mad. Because I know I'm going to win and this is just wasting my time. Because I know I'm already going to win. It was a foregone conclusion I was going to win before I even stepped in the, the fucking ring. And this was always the case with Pokemon. But it's so, it's like so bad this time around that it like, it, it, it's broken the whole fucking game for me, dude. It's like, so, it's like very boring. Because I can't, you know, I can't get any challenge from it. Because they, 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 they didn't balance the game. They didn't rebalance the game. I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about, I, I, I watch, a, watch a streamer who plays Kingdom Hearts, speedrunner, Kingdom Hearts speedrunner, and I yeah. was in the chat, and I said, I just beat SMT5, amazing game, and someone said, nice, I just put my SMT5 run on hold so that I could play Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, and I just, and I put my head in my hands, and I just sat there, and I said, I need a fucking drink, dude, I need a fucking drink, because how do I address this shit without crushing this guy's fucking dreams? Let me be, let me be clear here, for the, for the people, as I said, just because, I already said this earlier, but I'm stating again, I'm doing a review for Turnstile in this game. If I was not doing Turnstile, or if I was not doing videos, and Pokemon, or if Pokemon did not do, do well, I would not be playing this game right now. I would be playing SMT5. But I gotta do it for the content. Because I know, because A, Tom's already doing fucking SMT5, and, and I gotta do Pokemon. We gotta, oh, and I gotta B, pay the Piper. And B, you have to suffer for some content, because I'm still suffering for No Not November content. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm the, I'm the last man. I'm the last man. Day 23, seven more days. Yeah, no, Final man. honestly, all things considered, Miles, probably by the next time we re-record, we will be past, uh, um, you will have made no, it. No, you will have completed yeah. no, no November. And, so, and let me just say up front, this is never happening again. I'm not doing fine. this again. You only need to do it once. Um, and, uh, and, and that's that. But, like, I, I just, I very specifically remember... Um, I guess, you know, and I might want to actually talk about No November just a little bit before the end of this. But, like, I, I very specifically remember thinking, this guy saying, I just put my, my fucking Game of the Year game on hold to play a remake of a game from 10 years ago that was already a C-tier video game. That's arguably worse. That's, ar that's, that's already off the bat an arguably worse version of the game. Yeah. And, and, I, and I just, I thought, this guy's never getting back to SMT5. He's never fucking finishing it. 
But he'll have played fucking the remake of the game he's already played. Oh, yeah, yeah he'll have beaten Pokemon. Oh, and let me tell you something. He'll have beaten Pokemon, and he'll say, that was really good. It's, it's like, beating Pokemon is the equivalent of seeing a movie on TNT. We're like... When you see a TNT movie, your opinion of the TNT movie is, like, significantly higher than it would be if you saw it in theaters, yeah. Uh, no, no, this is absolutely correct. And also, too, as, like, a... And, and here's the deal. You're not a Pokemon fan. I, I am. And... But but I've definitely lapsed. I have not played Gen 7 or 8, so I am a, I am a lapsed, like, poke, poke ahead. And, yeah, let me tell you, it's... It's just, it's... I can't even get any, I can't even squeeze any enjoyment. I'm like, I'm too good for the mainline games. I hate to fucking act like that, but I'm literally like, I can't draw any fucking fun from them. They're so caught up in their own, like, game freak bullshit meets their dummy fucking easy meets, like, Again, again, just all the bullshit of Pokemon. Friendship evolutions, stones that are way too late in the fucking game, trade evolutions for some of the most interesting Pokemon in the game. Like, all this shit that just sucks in Pokemon can be relieved if you play good ROM hacks. So if I ever want to play Pokemon, I'm just going to play Crystal Clear. Or, or, find, or find some fan-made shit. Because it's the only thing that is providing me what I want from the series. Which is just some something. Like, something that requires me to use two hertz of brain power. That's all I ask. Because, like, Miles, it's so bad. Like, like the difficulty curve is so fucking bad in this game. That that you can't even do it at the Nuzlocke. Get hardcore Nuzlocke, get that shit out of here. That's not going to help you. Like, that's how fucked shit is. Is it Dude, like, this curve is so flat, Dr. Fauci's blushing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you can't even like you would have to mod, you would have to add on 50 you would make fu- fucking competitive melee look like it's the fucking vanilla way to play the game. If you wanted to make 50 gazillion rules self-imposed rules to extract any amount of challenge from BDSP. It's just... It's so frustrating. And I, and it's so close! Because... Having the whole party level up... Has its benefits! It's... That's not the problem! This edition's not the problem, Miles. It's the fact that they didn't do anything to accommodate it. It's the fact that they didn't accommodate it. The addition was a good, I think it's a good idea. You lose stuff. You lose, it's a trade-off. You lose the, like, the sort of one-to-one, like, kinship you kind of grow with your individual Pokemon because you have to fucking train them. Because if they're not in the field, they don't get fucking XP. And all if you do is train two guys up, the rest of your team is going to be shit. And if those two, and if your two main guys die, you're out of fucking luck and have a shit team that can't do shit. So, you lose that. You do lose that. But, for what it's worth, the party XP is balanced pretty well for how, as far as like how it's actually dished out amongst the party. And you still need to use Pokemon a fair bit to keep them competitively leveled with the with you know the Pokemon that actually are being used frequently. If it just sticks in the party, it will fall behind in levels. That's good. 
And the fact that it does let you level up a whole team of six means that it's easier to incorporate, you know, new like it's it's more easy to cycle in new Pokemon throughout your game. Whereas if you were to play original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and have a team of six in midway and like around the seventh gym, want to like drop one of them for another Pokemon, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass to grind that sixth fucker up for what, like three hours of game left? It'll take you fucking 45 minutes to grind them up for three hours of game. It's not worth it. So this, it just makes it much more fun to cycle out party members. That's good. The game just needed to be fucking balanced for it. Trainers need to have stronger Pokemon. They need to have better AI. They needed to have more Pokemon on their party, and they just don't. Because the bare minimum amount of work put into it. And, dude, I'm getting so frustrated by this shit, Miles. Like, I'm so mad. Because this, I feel like this is almost every game now is coming out either... It's either a game like Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl that is just the bare minimum effort that was thrown out to some third-party studio that made the fucking Domino's Miku app to make the fucking game because Game Freak's trying to do some stupid fucking open-world game that I'm sure is totally gonna fucking pan out for them. Or you have shit like the fucking GTA trilogy, where it's also, again, super iconic, really important games to game history, GTA 3, Vice City, Andreas. What does Rockstar do? Again, thus one of the studios, one of the, by the way, few only studios at this point that actually was priding themselves on high quality, polished releases. What do they go do? They do the same shit. They fucking hire out a fucking port studio, Grove Street Games, to go make an updated version of the mobile ports of three Vice City and San Andreas from like 2010. So of course these was a fucking failure. And you're like, yeah, it's just AI upscaling on fucking everything. And and oh yeah, look cool, the Rockstar logo pool's all fucked up. Oh hey, the 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 the, the signage is misfucking spelt, and this joke makes no fucking sense. Because we didn't fucking try. Because we didn't give a shit. We put no effort in. Or Miles. You don't even have a remake or you have a game like Halo Infinite multiplayer where the base game, the core gameplay is fantastic, but it is fucking Achilles healed knee pinned fucking kneecapped, excuse me, by got by one of the stupidest battle pa- pass implementations in any multiplayer game in the last five years. like. Miles, I played I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in 2009 which completely solved multiplayer progression for the most part. Halo's a different game, but you can still take what was there and apply it to the cosme- the many cosmetics and skins or whatever. Their medals or all that shit for, you know, what you get. You could have done that, but instead you try to fucking reinvent the wheel here when it didn't need to be done and and now it sucks and now you have a battle pass that requires people to do stupid ass shit so instead of get collecting the goddamn oddball to win the game they're trying to get three sniper kills and i lose my oddball game because i don't give a shit about the fucking battle pass i'm just trying to have some fucking fun because god forbid we can't do do that anymore 
a game has to have a good progression system. Halo Infinite can't just be Halo Infinite. It's got to have a fucking battle pass. It's got to have a progression system. God forbid it fucking doesn't, right? God forbid a game like Quake 3 comes out today. Everyone fucking hate it. They'd be like, where's the content? They'd be fucking over it. Remember Splitgate? From like two months ago, how everyone was all on that because it was awesome? Well, guess what? Because Split Game was a fucking great game. It was what it is. But where's the content? Where's the content? Where's the maps? Where's skins? Where's all this bullshit that doesn't really fucking matter. But no, now it's, it's, you know, no one's fucking talking about it. Just fucking obnoxious. Just, I just get, I'm just so annoyed that, like, I feel like shit's just getting rushed out the fucking door. And it's leading to either great shit being poor. It's either great shit from the past being poorly brought back in a really shitty half-assed way. Shout out Monkey Ball as well. Shout out Advance Wars coming out next year. Or new stuff's coming out, but it's coming out so it's either coming out either half-baked or not well-thought. Or fucking, or super fucking buggy and broken. Like, Battlefield 2040 fucking 2 could have had a great opportunity this year. Fucking everyone, the Activision stock literally way down. You know, nobody's happy with them. Nobody's happy with Call of Duty either. Vanguard had a rough year this year. This could have been a great opportunity for, for, for Battlefield to come back and make a big splash. But you know what? They rushed it out the door and it's a buggy fucking mess and they blew it. Miles, fucking EA lost the FIFA license. The next fucking FIFA game next year is going to be called EA Sports FC. Meanwhile, Konami with Pez renames it eFootball. They make a th- free-to-play game. The month it comes out, it has more players than fucking Fortnite does that month. That's how interested that many millions of people were. In a free-to-play soccer game that would that could actually be a good alternative to FIFA. And they blew it because they fucking rushed out the door because they didn't give a shit and they wanted to get money as soon as possible. And and they they totally shit the bed. And they could have they could have taken over. They they could have had a real chance to like really shake shit up and they fucking blew it. Because they rushed their fucking game out. And I'm so over this shit. Did we learn nothing from E.T.? Did we learn nothing from the 2600 and 5200 and 7800 and shitting out games? Did we learn nothing from 2014, the year of the glitch? Yeah, right? It seems like we fucking did it. And it just feels like it's like getting... It just feels like it's like getting worse... And I'm mad. I'm just so frustrated about it. And in the remake shit really gets me. The remake shit really frustrates me. Because as I mentioned earlier, this is just the... Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is the unfortunate way everyone's going to play Gen 4 now. Like, you really going to expect someone to drop $60? Like, because let's be real here, dude. These DS games are expensive. These Pokemon DS games, they're expensive. They hold their value. You really think someone's going to want to spend, like, try to find 70, like, you know, 50, 60 bucks on, like, a loose diamond cart? Or they could just, you know, you know, whip out their old DS or 3DS or whatever? Or they can play it on the Switch? Who cares that the level curve is fucked and, it's a, and the chibi art's awful and it has all this, like, awful radial blur 
on it. Like, all this shit. Who cares, you know? They'll, they'll play it. Fucking Rockstar removed the original PS, PS2 to PS4 remasters, the GTA trilogy. Now all you have is these mobile remasters from 10 years ago that were done by grocery games. It's like, it sucks. You know, it just, it yeah, sucks. I mean, and I'm also, I'm also just thinking about the N64 uh, emulation on Switch and just like... Another great example, right? Another yeah. great example. You're charging, what, th- an extra 30 bucks a year for for some Genesis ROMs, which, by the way, which, by the way, Sega themselves will sell you the ROM, the actual fucking bin file for all these Sega Genesis games on Steam for a dollar or less on sale. Like, they, they, they give this shit away, practically. And they give you the ROM. They give you the full fucking ROM. You can do whatever you want with it. Not just pay for a license for it. And also, by the way, like the worst performing N64 games, like, okay, cool. Also, pay $30 so you can experience the worst version of Ocarina of Time. Miles, doesn't that make you upset? Like, this is one of your favorite games. It pisses me off. This is a game you give a shit about, right? It's how I feel about Monkey Ball, why I was so mad about that. It's like, I care about this series, and I feel like this version is a is not gonna tell people it's not gonna show people like my friend and like his younger brother who i always point to as like the great is my zoomer friend in games he can't play he's not he's gonna play banana matey and he's not gonna understand the big idea and you know what i can't blame him because i wouldn't either and i you don't but, you, but here's the here's the, the worst part but here's here's the worst part is that i i have friends who they are playing banana mania and they're obsessed with it because they just have monkey ball in their life at all and and that's good that's good for them. I'm happy yeah. for them. And there but is like, something to say about, and I'll let you get back to your point, but that I just want to say, there is something to say about when these old games do get remastered or remade, they can still pull out of the wet legwork. At the end of the day, these GTA games are the classic GTA games. If, if you liked it, if you had nostalgia for it, you will, even if it sucks, you will still feel something. And Monkey Ball's the same way, like, Again, they're just happy to have it at all. Monkey, the core Monkey Ball ethos is carrying a lot of the weight there, but none of the extra bells and whistles or additions to the game are, are at worst hurting it and at best are, are just not like okay or slightly better. It's like, it's such a shame. But anyways, please continue your thought. No, like they're just happy to have Monkey Ball in their life at all, and like, and that's that's just this opinion that like for me, like when like when I played Ocarina of Time on the Wii U, I was like, I mean, like it's there and it's nice, but like there's input lag, there's input lag every time I do anything, and it feels worse, and tr- and it's even worse when you play Majora's Mask, which is a game that I, I I already have a tedious relationship with, and I'm and I'm trying to give it another fucking chance, and I'm playing it on this fucking Wii U, and it feels horrible, it feels horrible because it's a laggier it's a laggier game. Yeah, it's it's like a la- it's a laggier, fundament- fundamentally less optimized version of the games that is already laggier than the game that came before it. Exactly, and it's like what the fuck? It's like, what the fuck? It's like what the what the fuck? But 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 the real the f- unfortunate fucking reality is is that this is fuck this is Ocarina of Time, baby. Like that version is gonna be Ocarina of Time for. Dude, the hunt, like what, the 98 million people, 9,900 million people right now who own a Switch? 
the se- probably 60, 70 of them are 20 and under. I've never even thought about it or just only have heard of it in passing or know it from its legendary status. This is what they're going to play. And they're going to have, I don't know, still the game. I mean, but it's if, like if a they much like the game, I'd be happy the for them. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'd but love it if they still like the game, but like, they don't, they will not, they'll, they'll think, wow, graphically this aged really badly. And it's like, no, you go back and play, you go back and play it and you just, you pay attention to the details, the little details, the, the fog effects in the background, they create mystique and now they're gone. You can't see them. Yeah. And it, and it sucks and it's a shame and it, and it's like so awful too. And like, it makes me really upset when Nintendo does this shit. Because unlike the rest of, like, a lot of these other companies that put out shit remasters, I feel like a lot of the reason Nintendo only has clout is because of these fucking games. Like, I feel like a lot of the reason I feel like a lot of people still care about Nintendo is, like, because they made this shit. And I feel like the Nintendo real ones, you know, you and I who stuck with them through fucking thick and thin when shit was down bad, um, in and out throughout the years, you know, 1996 to fucking 2017 before the Switch really came, you know, out, it's... You, you know, I feel like while they made all these classic games that we really, really loved and they would continue to, you know, occasionally drop some fucking bangers throughout their their console life cycles. But I don't know to just so poorly, like, give a shit about your your legacy, your own legacy. Like you like you don't give a shit. It's like no wonder fucking everyone wants to pirate your shit. No wonder everyone wants to fucking, you know, just emulate all your fucking games. Because it's a better it's a, it's a better experience than what you're providing. Yeah. It's a it's a better experience of what many people in your in your life that you have met will tell you is one of the greatest video games of all time. Like yeah. like that that you want and you you go in and you want to feel the magic. You want to feel the magic. Exactly, but you're just it's it you're not gonna you're just not you're not going to feel it or it's not going to hit with you. The same way, because of the input delay, because of all these numerous graphical issues, also, like, really awkward controller mapping, which, by the way, when I found out was you could not change, I was, like, blown away. Because NES, it's annoying, but you can get away with Super Nintendo, it's, it's just, again, it's annoying, but it's probably, you probably wouldn't want to mess with Super Nintendo mapping too much on a controller like the Switch, uh, or, like, the two Joy-Cons or whatever. N64 is a six-button pad. Translating into a four-button pad is complex and complicated. And it depends very much, it's going to depend on a game-by-game basis what works best on a, on a traditional four-button controller. Like, it's why I bought a fucking, I bought a six-button Hori fight pad so I can play N64 games. Because it has six face buttons and I can, I can actually use that. Because no one actually makes a fucking... USB 64 controller. I think the worst part about it is that Nintendo made a USB 64 controller or a Bluetooth one at the very least. Yes. And and that's yes, that's and the only fucking yeah, that's the only fucking benefit and I got to pay $50 to play what will essentially for me play three video games. It'll be Mario yeah, exactly, 64, right? And the N64 Zelda games. Because because to be perfectly fucking honest with you, what am I going to play Kirby 64 the Crystal Shards? Like yeah, I mean, I'll play that every now and then. Yeah. Like Oh, but, Banjo-Kazooie. Well, guess what? There's there's a fucking 60 FPS version of Banjo-Kazooie. And, and also, by the way, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I said it in my video, and I'll just say here, the N64 version of Banjo is fucking way worse. 
Yeah. Than, oh, yeah. The, than the 360 version. And it's like not even close. Like it might. Well, here's the deal. Banjo on N64, if you're playing with RGB on a CRT, is a nicer looking, is probably, is a pretty, is a much nicer looking game than the 360 HD version, which does the HD low poly aesthetic, which I adore, but I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, With that being said, not being able to die in the levels is really nice. <laughs> yeah. Which which is an insane statement. Being yeah. able to like play the game and not be stressed out, like being able to play the game and not be stressed out every second, every minute of gameplay is like awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that. I I don't know. I I just had, I've had this rant fucking build it in me. I've just been so frustrated with like like a lot of the shit I've been playing recently that I just needed the. I need to air it out. So thanks, thanks for thanks for letting me hop on the soapbox. Yeah, okay, of course. Can I? I here's the thing: is half of these episodes I just utterly dominated. So I, I love, <laughs> I love when you, I love when you go off. I love when you go off because it's it's just wonderful. It's wonderful, especially because it's it's nice to it's nice it's nice to keep a little bit of balance. So I'm not I'm not yeah, just completely right? going off on everything. I mean, I was going to talk about Baby Driver, but I guess I can save that for next week. Oh yeah, dude, I I actually like adore that movie. By the way, shout out oh, like how one, everyone that's the- one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, also, like, shout out how, like, everyone in that movie's, like, canceled. Like, super fucking awesome. Like, it's really Oh, yeah, funny. like, Ansel Elgort. I think the only <laughs> non-canceled person is J- uh, John Bernthal. John Hamm? Oh, I'm sorry, John Bernthal, yeah. Oh. Uh, John Hamm might be uncanceled as well. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I miss I misspoke. Um, but, yeah, like, John Kevin per- Spacey, Ansel Elgort, <laughs> like, they're all canceled. Like, they're the all canceled for characters. rape, too. They're all canceled for rape. Yeah, they're, like, the real bad shit. Yeah. Like that—that's the thing. Like, if Ansel Elgort like didn't tip the the waitress, like <laughs> that sucks. He didn't tip the waitress at Applebee's, but no, yeah, he like, yeah, raped you know, three Ansel women. Elgort, yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's not like fucking Kevin Spacey, you know, promoted NFTs on his Twitter or something and got yeah. Canceled. It's it's it, not it, like it, James Woods is like is like a like he he's like a like a right wing kind of asshole that that just like says all this crazy like misinformed bullshit. Like he's like James Woods is not part of QAnon. He's just like aggressively like pro pro like uh pro like. Ameri- like like current American government, which everyone agrees the, the Biden current administration? American, the, yeah, the Biden administration, like which everyone agrees sucks. Like, like it's it's not like it's not like James Woods where he's just like, guys, America's great. Stop bitching. Like where where people people are just like, no, James Woods, no, no, our president fell asleep at an address the other day, James. Like. It's it's not it's not like that where he's like mildly controversial and people just find him like annoying. Like Kevin Spacey raped a ch- a, f- a child. Like Ansel Elgort fucked three women without asking. Yeah, great it's, performance. It's, he gives a great performance. Yeah, yeah, awesome movie. Like yeah, so movie so fucking. Sick. It, by the way, that open opening drive opening like chasing the first that yeah not, the first like, drive the best scene ever. Oh, it's, Dude, I was in love with that movie the first time I saw that opening drive. Like, that's the thing. Oh, say totally encapsulated. I, I, I guess we can end this episode on a little on a little. Yeah, anecdote. let's talk about Baby Driver. Fuck it. That's we can we can go long. Let's talk about Baby Driver. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So, so when I saw Baby Driver, my parents were like, "Hey, Miles, you want to see this movie? It's called Baby Driver." I'm like, "Yeah, sure. All right, I'll see this fucking movie." Like normally, I would have said no because I don't like movies. I don't like seeing films in the theater. I don't care. Yeah. 
But I was like, ah, I'm bored. I'm kind of stressed out. Like, yeah, I'll see this movie. Like, why not? You know, Baby Driver was getting good reviews. My parents are fucking review gospel people. If a movie gets good reviews, they want to see it. Um, okay. Yeah. Hey, so, I respect so course- that. You know, I, re- I, I kind of respect that. I let, you know, the people who just are like, I'll leave it in God's hands. Yeah. You know, I'll let, which, I'll which, let the people whose way, job great it is SMT, decide what I should see. Gr- by the way, great SMT ending. I'll leave it in God's hands. Great SMT ending. Um, but, uh, but like, yeah, so we, we go to see Baby Driver, and I hear it's an Edgar Wright movie. And I'm thinking, oh, great, it's going to be a comedy about a driver who ends up having to escort a baby around. Baby. And, and, yeah, like, so I was thinking it's like a funny movie where, like, he's got the mob's baby, right? Like, he's, you know, like, he's got, he's got Don, Don Pianta's baby in, in the back seat, and he's got to keep this baby safe. Because, like, people are trying to kidnap the baby for ransom or whatever, and he's just, like, this guy who has Kevin Spacey's little kid or something in the back seat. Um, yeah. And there's a scene where, where their job goes wrong because uh, there's, like, this guy in a truck. Which, by the way, can I just say, that movie has, like, the most black extras ever. Like, because it's set in Atlanta, every extra is black. There's maybe one, like, white extra in the movie. Every other extra is black. And it's great. But, like, there's there's this, like, it's great, especially because there's this black guy with, like, a trucker hat who has an SMG in the back of his car. And I was like, this is representation. Because we, we we black people can also be gun nuts. We can yeah. be militant, too, goddammit. We can, like, like, the Second Amendment as much as anyone else can. Like, so, so like, when when that guy, who, by the way, is black. I need to I need to to stress starts blasting at their their getaway car with an SMT with an SMG and like <laughs> starts blasting at their he's car shooting with Mothman Frost. Mothman yeah. go he's shooting Mothman yeah um and and like has a shotgun and like a pickup truck like a, like a, he's got like a hatchback or like a hoopty pickup truck Pyrojack is just throwing bombs out the out the back yeah jack-o'-lanterns casting augie out the window but like 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 when when that whole scene goes wrong they they get out of a car on the freeway and they uh they go into this this woman's car they take her car and right and there's a baby in the back seat and i'm like oh that's the baby like i remember thinking that in the theater being like that's the baby's gonna drive no no, it's just called Baby Driver, which, by the way, I love that title because it's not possessive. That's the best part about it. His name is Baby. He is the driver. The driver. He is Baby Driver. And and I said this, and I want to know if you agree with me about this. Because, first of all, that movie's a fucking 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Oh, b- uh, incredible. I love it. But But I realized while watching it, I said, this is a Hideo Kojima movie. And all my friends are like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, no. You have to understand, I'm the authority on this issue. And I'm right. Do you want me to go over my points? Yeah, why is Baby Driver a Hideo Kojima movie? One, every character has a code name. And they make a very significant point about the significance of their real names. And everyone's name is directly indicative of their role. And of the kind of character that they are. Yes. Everyone has a code name, and names are super important. And everyone's actual, literal, real name ends up also being as symbolic as their name. Baby being named Miles is no different than than Big Boss being named John because he's a John Doe. Yes, and and also real 
Real quick, how did you how did you feel when you found out in the theater his name was Miles? Oh, I was rewatching it with a friend recently, and when when Deborah goes, "I didn't know your name was Miles," I was like, "Yay!" Like that's my reaction every time I see that movie. Is I go, "Yay! We have a we finally have another Miles because it's just yeah. Tails, Tails, and Morales." We have Prower and Morales, and that's that's it for Mileses. Okay, okay. So here's the deal: B- Baby gets to pick any car versus Tails versus Miles Morales. Who wins in a fight? Like, ooh. Um, I have to be honest. I think Miles Morales because because a spider can pick up a car with his web. Yes, yes, he can. And Tails, Tails I, is dead. Tails is dead immediately, unless he gets a plane. But, but, yeah, but Tails could also build build other machinery and stuff as well. But that, but like, they're in a, a death match. Are you saying that they have time to prepare, similar to death battle? Yeah, you know what? Let's give them a little bit of prep prep time. Yeah, they're able okay, to come I gotta to be the perfectly arena. honest. I still think Morales is going to win because Morales. Yeah, I mean, can it's punch really. I mean, it is really hard to to conquer to conquer Spider Man, especially yeah, no, he's got Morales, that electricity. Morales would still win. Oh yeah, it's going to make the robots. You know, if Tails tried to you know build some machinery, actually, probably get countered by that. So. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I think I think, I think I think Miles Baby Driver has has the best chance, but it's not happening. Well, he might be able to escape. He might be able to win. win. That's true. If, he might be able to get away. If it was set up in like a capture the flag type situation, he might be able to win. But uh, which yeah, which which by the way, if we add Miles from Turn of the Screw, he's dead immediately. That kid's dead immediately. <laughs> what a goofy name for a movie. No, Turn, Turn of, of the, the screw, screw is is a. Turn of the Screw is a legendary book. Um, it's one of the it's it's one of the most important and seminal ghost stories ever written. It's from like 1890. Oh, that's and it's nice. called it's called Turn of the Screw because because a, a turning of the screw is is likened to the tightening of insanity. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's it's a good book. It's not a hot take. It's a seminal masterpiece. Not a frozen hot take. frozen take. Absolutely, absolutely ninth circle of hell take. Like okay, okay, so so back to back to Baby Driver. Your first point is that everyone's names are, are code names. Doc. Yes, Bats. everyone's everyone's names are code names, and there um, and and there's a great there's a great Hideo Kojima joke in that movie where uh where where um Doc says uh it only takes four uh, it only takes four letters to spell your name, and Jamie Foxx goes, "Hey, my name's not Bats. No, my name's not really Bats." And then Kevin Spacey leans in and says. It's over, Leon. And that's if is that not the most Hideo Kojima fucking line you've ever like like that counter that counter to a character? Um second of all, everyone is acting completely pastiche. No one is acting like a real person, which is Hideo Kojima core. Absolutely. Um third of all, all the dialogue is both bad and amazing. All the dialogue is bad and great. Fourth of all, everything literally everything in the movie is as deeply symbolic as possible and as rigorously pointed out as symbolic as possible yeah like like the fact that that the fact that baby baby's entire character arc is that he runs from things and the climactic moment is that he chooses to make a decision for himself and when Oh, this is one of my favorite scenes in movies is is when they're playing uh Blur's Intermission, which is that that song that's like do 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 like when they're about to when they're about to rob the bank and and he sees the the woman and he like starts shaking his head like don't go in there. Don't go in there. Like I love that scene and they start yelling at him to move and baby fucking 
guns it into a bunch of fucking metal pipes, impales fucking bats. And when he gets out of the car and John Hamm starts, like, holding him up against the truck, he goes, what the fuck did you do? And Baby just goes, I moved. I was like, that shit is so fucking fire. But that, again, that's that's that Hideo Kojima-esque, like, every now and then Hideo Kojima's fucking clumsy writing pulls out the best line you've ever fucking heard in your life. Which, which is what Baby Driver does. It is a series of the worst lines you've ever heard. Interrupted by the your favorite line of all fucking time. <laughs> e- yeah. everyone, but everyone talks like not a person. Which I love. Because again, I play nothing but Metal Gear. And it just, it made me, it makes me so happy. How bad the dialogue is in this movie. Because for me, that's great dialogue. When, when, when fucking, uh... When Buddy's like, here's your killer track, turns on sheer heart attack. I'm like, dude, I feel, I feel such happiness. I feel so much happiness because this would happen. This would happen in MGS5. It's great. Um, and, 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 uh, did I have any other points on this? Um, oh yeah. Fourth thing is that, is that it's extremely silent and everyone body acts. Like there, there's so much focus on, on body acting um and and like everyone kind of like being as subtle as humanly possible last point excessively autistic protagonist fuck yeah every Finally, single our hero yeah our our fucking hero i it's funny i i brought this up on on autism we needed a we needed a a, a black you know like how black people have spawn we need our autistic <laughs> or blade, badass blade specifically yeah, yeah or blade yeah blade it was blade sorry not i thought it was spawn but it was blade we need an autistic badass and it's baby we finally have it baby is the single most autistic character i think anyone has ever put on screen like besi- oh, besides dude. besides like rosie o'donnell from riding the bus with my sister wait i'm sorry well, i'm sorry what movie is this Riding the bus with my sister. It, it, so Rosie O'Donnell plays like a handicapped person or like a. Like oh, a yeah. No, that, that's where that's where the quote. You don't go full happens um, from oh. Tropic Thunder. That's what that's referencing. Oh, OK. I see. Yeah, no, that, uh, like, ironically, that like, I think the last the, the closest to full I've seen in a while. I'm so sorry. You're editing this week. Um is uh is th- is ed from the live action cowboy bebop oh like that that i was like dude i haven't felt this since the 2000s dude dude that edit that's i got shout out whoever did that edit who just who literally had it was the fucking photo the like the iconic photo of ed from cowboy bebop live action with the kids wb logo yeah oh it's so right good corner. it's so good wake up kids Wake up, kids! New ad on TV. TV. <laughs> oh damn, dude! No one could beat Coconut Fred in a fight. He's an no. omnipotent character. Not only that, maybe Kirby use... could stand a chance. Kirby might beat him. Not only that, he can use Omni Slash, as we know from when he dressed up as Cloud. As Cloud. <laughs> Which means he inherited Cloud's powers, which means he can use Omni Strike. But by, by, by the way, do you by chance, Miles, have like a, a a short or maybe long list of just random images you just like to randomly send people? Because the image it's of a pretty of short Coke, list, but yeah, 
Because the image of Coconut Fred dressed up as Cloud Strife, like, smirking at the camera is, like, one of those images for me. Oh, yeah, it just it, I just love dropping that on people and being like, what the fuck? Dude, I, I gotta, I gotta like, com- truly compile a list of that. Because I, I was trying to compile a list of my favorite dead memes that I still use. Shout out over 9,000. That's a, that's a... That's a classic that's a dead run. meme. Classic? Dead, long run dead meme. You know what? You know what? Oh, you know what happened the other day? I got recommended, um, a doing your mom. Yes, meme. I think and, like, I got recommended the same one cover, and uh, I, 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 I got recommended a couple. I got recommended one where it was David Bowie saying "You do it, your mom." That's the one is, I got. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another like three minute one where it was over, it was over some rap beat that was. It was like a classic rap beat. I think it was a Kanye track. I think it was Gold Digger. I think it was that. Um, and I was listening to this song, and I was just listening to the lyrics, and just like, first of all, that is the longest song. Like, it's the longest, like, two minutes and 55 seconds <laughs> of your entire life. Because it, it really is, like, I'm pretty sure he says doing your mom 94 times in the song. Like, like. That's all it is, is doing your mom, doing, doing your mom, doing your mom, do it, and it just, it will not end. And then you watch the original Fatty Spins music video after you see this cover, because you, you just got to go back to the source and where it all began. And it's really funny when you remember that this guy, Ray William Johnson, was like 31 in this video, you know? Yeah. And, I, dude, 2008, 2009, that was a different time man oh like it that, hit so different that was just like that i i can't even like i remember just like thinking of like a couple of my friends i met in college who just were not as online as like me and my other group of friends were and like trying to i'm like would would you i'm like would they fucking even if i showed them doing your mom would they even like would they even be able they even to react grasp? yeah would they even like they don't know like they they just they can't they'll never get it they'll never they'll never know dude the the thing that to me defines the 2000s i was thinking about this because a friend of mine who is uh, I, I actually yeah spooky coco mentioned her earlier um we we somehow ended up discussing dane cook and oh, fuck yeah and Shout she was an the- she was an advocate for Dane Cook, which I was surprised by, because I haven't met a single person who likes Dane Cook in my fucking life. And and, I, and she was she was more advocating for Dane Cook as like a like we dunk on him too hard kind of situation, as opposed to yeah. I think she's like a fan. But the, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that boat. No, I mean, here's I'm, my I got to be honest. Her argument brought me there. I was like, yeah, you're right. We shit on Dane Cook way too hard. Here's um, my here's my thing. Here's my my Dane Cook take. Which, I don't know, again, I guess it's hot. <laughs> uh, growing up, again, growing up early internet era on YouTube, like, the, again, the four, the the ten, the 11 minutes and prior era, right? The 11 minutes is the maximum yeah. for a video. So I got a lot of four or five minute videos and a lot of comedy clip outs. And of course, I was introduced to Dane Cook. Like, I, like the first in cut, like, like, bit I remember from him is the one where he talks about getting hit by the car. Like how like the guy gets hit by the car and he fl- he does like a flip and is like he walks away like all embarrassed 
Like, he doesn't know what to do, and everyone's like, oh, I mean, you all right? And coming up to him, and he's just, like, freaking out. He's like, I just want to go home, dude. Like, I'm, I just I just don't want to be here. And, like, there were a couple other, like, just, like, random bits he had. I think there was one about him in a hotel. And I remember, like, when I was, like, fucking, I don't know, 10, 11, I was like, yeah, this is funny. I laughed. <laughs> it was funny. And then I moved on and never really watched any of his clips. And everyone all of a sudden came out of nowhere. was like, yeah, dude, Dane Cook fucking sucks. And it's like, whoa, bro. It's like same shit happened with Nickelback. Like, that's my same experience with Nickelback, by the way. Like, a couple songs, like, you know, fucking only hero could save us. Fucking that song for Spider-Man 1. Fucking classic, you know. Yeah. Obviously, the cla- like I, I, the, every lyric in, like, Rockstar is, like, super iconic and all this shit. Look at this photograph. So funny. Like, you know, really fucking fun banger rock songs to, like, gut, gut gutturally sing out. And they were fun songs as a kid. Lo and behold, I get to high school and everyone's like, yeah, bro, fuck Nickelback, dude, Nickelback. So it's like, bro, how? I'm like, okay, I'm not saying Nickelback is even good. I'm not even arguing that. I'm just saying it's like, how are they so bad? Like, there's no way they're this bad. There's no way they're like so bad that like bands you and I have never heard of are like better, like are like so much better than them. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a case of, of Nickelback and Dane Cook were successful. Yeah, and like, right? Yeah, and people were like, how come they're successful? But like, just to point out how bad the 2000s were for comedy, my friend um, was talking about a, a joke that Dane Cook, it's not a rape joke, it's a joke about rape, where Dane Cook is discussing how whenever he goes online and plays Halo, he gets told that he just got raped all the time. And he's like, I think about that a lot, how how people uh, killing me in a game are like, yeah, this is the worst day of your life. For Like, the worst day of a woman's life is exactly like playing Halo. Um, and, and like, and, and like, that, that joke that Dane Cook is like, guys, we use this word too much. Again, Dane Cook is calling you out on your, on your misuse of language. That's how bad we all were in that era. That Dane Cook had to be like, guys, this is foul. This oh, is yeah. foul. Because, because, Miles, how could we talk, like, bring up the early 2000s and, like, the late 2000s and, like, doing your mom and all this stuff with, without, like, bringing up the elephant in the room that if, like, if you straight, like, this is just me being honest. If you weren't here for this stuff, you're, 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 you can't handle, you can't handle a lot of the shit. You can't handle a lot of the shit. Like, by today's standards, for what is deemed acceptable online, you know, the shit oh, yeah. you grew up on on like Newgrounds and stuff. Oh my god, dude, heinous. Well, that that's just, what's like funny about it though is is that like is that it was heinous, but like it also wasn't good. Like it really wasn't oh, good. Yeah, it, was it was just it was just transgressive, and we had it in our life. But like, go back and watch Foamy the Squirrel. That's the ultimate try not to cringe challenge. Is going back and watching Foamy the Squirrel. Yeah, it's just, like, it was just an era of just, like, we could, do, like, we, hey, we could just, like, be super violent and gory, so we are going to be, just be simply because we can. And then later on, a couple of years later, when we did so, we asked if we should, and then we reevaluated as a society. And we're like, no. And that's, yeah, and it's, like, and, I, and, yeah, I and mean, it's falling like, out like of a, favor, but it just, like, like I feel a like complete fucking... A complete fucking hot take is that, like, Newgrounds, nowadays, 
is probably like I don't want to say it's better. I really don't because Newgrounds back in that day had made some fucking masterpieces. But like Newgrounds yeah. nowadays will probably flourish way, way, way more, and those people will go way, way, way farther than like even the biggest Newgrounds people from from that era. Because you look at Aaron Hansen, and he's sort of Aaron Hansen and Chris O'Neill are really the only successful Newgrounds people. I mean, no, well, Psychic Pebbles too, but like they really got big on YouTube. They started yeah. on Newgrounds, but they really got big on YouTube. We're like, like now you have fucking Friday Night Funkin', this like fucking Newgrounds game that is like, like it's so big that it's cringe. I need you to understand what an amazing statement that is. That something made in 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 like in fucking Flash or whatever yeah. in Adobe Animate could be so big and famous that it can be cringe i think the only other case of that is like undertale where it was made in a basement for ten dollars uh and it costs ten dollars and it's like it's like like normally things only got that cringe when they were on television normally things only got cringe fan bases from being on tv and now you can just make something in your basement and get a massively cringe fandom of the most annoying people you've ever met like that's amazing but but like that didn't fucking happen on Newgrounds. Like these people who had like Newgrounds careers, like they 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 started making money moves. That's why they're big. Is that like yeah, they had their experience on Newgrounds, but like they started actually making money moves and trying because to there was also by doing. the way no money to make on Newgrounds. <laughs> like, yeah, like that, like like that they like if it wasn't for YouTube where they started getting popular on YouTube, they probably wouldn't have achieved anything but like listen to a bunch of episodes of sleepy cabin and just realize like like 10 years before shad got arrested for for assault with a weapon like oh these guys are dead ends these people are dead ends and all they've accomplished is th- is doing things on new grounds and 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 these people have no future and like like psychic pebbles is the only one who has a future and it's hilarious because he is the biggest racist and everyone kind of knows this and he just got away with it because he just stopped being racist in public it's that easy Uh, you just don't say you hate you just don't say you hate the blacks it's that easy just don't just just quietly hate them quietly hate them in the in your in your own brain and the the privacy of your own home (laughs) in the privacy of your own brain like i was i was talking about this with a friend of mine where we're like uh, no, I was talking about this with my sister, where it's just like Pavlov's racism. We're like, my sister and I, she's my sister. We're both black, and like, and and we were we were just discussing like how 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 a white person would say, we, we the hypothetical situation. Theoretically, if there was a white guy, neighbors with a black guy, had a good relationship, talked to them, you know, they were friendly and all these things. But like in the privacy of their own home, never said this to, you know, to to all the black friends in their life. They were just like, man, they're all they're all criminals. The ones the ones not in my neighborhood are criminals. Like, are they racist? And and we decided, like, I mean, yes, but are they detrimental for having these these negative thoughts that they don't actually broadcast? But, but would you no, know it's benign. Like, it's one exactly. of those things that's right. That, that, or it's, it's Pavlov's, or it's not Pavlov's, it's Schrodinger's racist. We're like, like, racism that you just internalize and that you just have, but doesn't affect your behavior, which I don't even think, I'm not even sure is possible. Like, that's just theoretically benign. It's theoretically benign. The issue is not racism, it's acting on racism. 
and and acting with prejudice. Like that's sort of like like the 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 conclusion that the both of us came to. Like that's that's the real issue, isn't? And it go and and again, it, it's a situation of of like even that famous tweet of the girl, the Asian girl, being like, "I'm leaving America," and someone being like. Thank you so much. Immigration, immigrants like you are what make this country great. And her going, yeah, I'm fourth generation. <laughs> just like, 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 again, just this like white lady thinking she's so woke that like, I support the immigrants. And it's like, yeah, maybe don't reveal that every Asian person to you, you think is an immigrant. It just, it just, it speaks volumes, right? It just speaks, it yeah. just speaks volumes about like who these people like really are. Like oh, yeah. where it's like because it's it's one of those people where it's like and not and not even to say like that person who said that like actually like is racist or is trying to be malicious. I'm not even going as far as that. To, yeah, to like that. they're, they're trying. They're going, trying what to what they are. What they are is they are trying to to look cool and like look super woke for like social clout. Like that's specifically what yeah, they're trying to they're, do. They're broadcasting yeah. They are they are literally broadcasting how they're how supportive they are of immigrants. Yeah. But because they don't like actually really give a shit, like they're they have this ulterior motive behind it, they don't do the research and they look like a fucking fool in front of yeah. everyone. Like 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 that that level of ignorance where like if someone just thought that to themselves, that is completely benign. It's benign ignorance. And 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 like that was the the sort of conclusion that we had is like ultimately if Psychic Pebbles makes animations and he doesn't donate money to any racist causes, he doesn't actively endorse or support QAnon or, you know, or or anything like this or All Lives Matter, whatever fuck like that. Like he can be racist and you can dislike that. But like ultimately, what what can you say? What can you say? You can dislike him on principle. You can dislike the fact that a racist person is successful, but but what else is there? Like, what what else really is there as far as a moral high ground argument? Like, oh, this yeah, this I mean, talented person that people like their content shouldn't be successful in favor of someone who is not racist, even though no one likes the content. Like, I, I mean, I I mean, here's the deal. Like, the the way it shakes out, and obviously, like, obviously, here's the deal. Like, there's there's like there's like real world rules, and then there's like Twitter rules, which are like their own yeah. separate fucking. It's its own separate like hard mode or whatever that you can play on. Oh, uh, but it's but not necessary or not and not representative of reality. And definitely in like my sort of what I find acceptable is definitely like I don't know, like is probably a lot different than than both those. But at the end of the day, when it comes to like art, art and stuff, here's the deal: I'm I'm a games guy st- strictly. I don't really care about movies and TV. And yeah, we've had. People, we've had like issues or whatever in the games industry with with cancellations and stuff. Of course, like recently, a lot of stuff at Activision Blizzard that's not too good. But um, yeah, um, what's the the guy from uh, Night in the Woods? Alex, whatever his name is. Oh, that's uh, that's new. What's up with that? I haven't. Heard um, this. he he like committed suicide because I think Brianna Wu said that she was sexually assaulted by him. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and so like so it's this really complicated topic of like do pe- do we believe, you know, like like people like the the Brianna Wu accusation like was there was no reason not to believe it, but then he killed himself. And so like people are sort of like do like what do we how do we respond to that? Like what do what do we do? Um and so it's this very very layered complicated issue. Yeah, dude, very similar situation with like the with the Apollo Legend for my for my speedrunning community people out there. Like 
again, very similar situation. Like he obviously he had a lot of really bad shit going on in sort of but and was criticized for maybe not hanging out with the super let's just say positive group of people and uh and the way he presented like some videos like people weren't happy with. Um and he ended up killing himself and kinda having like shit to say about it in his like letter and it's like yeah, it was like a it's a tough tough it's like a tough situation to really respond to. There's no real right Yeah, answer. I mean, well, same same with Etika. Like, like everyone yeah. sort of now like evangelizes Etika, but when he was alive, yeah, people yeah, were people people were throwing peanuts at him. Like, you know, it's again a very very difficult situation where like ultimately what happened were accusations, and they were accusations that everyone was more than happy to believe while he was alive. And now that he's dead, people are genuinely wondering if his response, you know, says something you know about about how dubious those accusations were and i'm by the way i'm not going to draw any conclusions it's not what we're going to we don't do that on the show we don't do that on this podcast yeah yeah um um except for michael jackson who did not do it uh yes it's still yeah it's but it but you are right like it it is like it is just like a very like shitty situation but like i think about like uh, like I think about like here's a gr- great example like like recent example Chris Avalon who was yes. uh one of the who w- up until like a year ago was like the lead writer on Dying Light Two and some accusations came out and he got kicked off the project now he's actually by the way he's like suing for defamation now so at the at the doesn't say he's right or wrong but at the very least he he genuinely believes he has a fucking case and defamation is hard as fuck to win so if obviously obviously he's he's trying to really fucking fight to, to clear his name oh um, yeah which which again that that and, and hey he's got that, a I, that's it creates that's, ambiguity that's, that's that's his that obviously that's his life and i and hopefully hopefully through this case some some truth and some answers will actually come to light and he'll either um or uh, you know, everyone who, who, you know, thinks he's a bad actor will either be proven right or it'll be, you know, find out that either the answer was, you know, somewhere, you know, much grayer, which is probably the reality or that he was clean the whole time or whatever. But I wanted to, but to bring it back to the original point, I, I mentioned, I bring up Chris Avalon specifically because I genuinely, because here's the deal. At the end of the day, whether anything did or did not happen with him. And whether or not he truly was a bad actor or was some gray, you know, some, some gray somewhere in the middle situation or he's in the clear, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, he's still one of the greatest writers in the entire medium of gaming. He just is. And if he is a bad actor, are you really gonna, are you really gonna like, let that get in the way of you experiencing like some of the mediums like best stories like i just feel like i can't do that like I, as someone who loves video games like i don't care like who who did like i can't i can't do that y- you know that's like if like yeah. some, like god forbid like some like shit or whatever came out about like J- like john romero it's like okay but i'm not canceling we're not doom is still iconic and extreme extremely fucking important and i hate the shit people fucking do by the way with like 
with like Notch and stuff. How like people don't like Notch because he's like an alt writer. I don't really know his situation, but people don't like him because of his fucking beliefs. Um, and people try to like rewrite history like oh no like actually it was like these other guys that worked in the game and and not she really wasn't like like th that that really involved or like you know he was just the the like they try to like do this rewriting of fucking history so they can like save their game it's like no why don't you just acknowledge just just that acknowledge that someone shitty made something you love yeah and that's cool like it's just I, so, oh, like, so and that's fine. hard and it sucks and no one likes doing it but it's reality and you can you can either delude but, yourself, but you can but do the hard the, like, thing and give up on something on a moral high ground, and and you stand by it, and you accept that you're missing out, and that something that brought you joy is something that you have to abstain from, yeah. or you fuck, or you fabricate this alternate reality and you try to uphold it, and when people fucking call you out on it, yeah, you live with for, it. You yeah, live with the like fact a, that you've chosen this. Yeah, and, and there's like a difference between like. Yeah, and there's, like, a difference between, like, you coming to a realization about, like, a person or, like, their content or, like, a piece of art, like, or, like, I don't know. Like, I, there's definitely situations where, like, yeah, you might, like, find out some information about a person or see who, who they are or whatever, and they might, and it might reflect, it might make you reflect differently on their work and change your relationship with it. That is going to happen sometimes, and, you know, that's, you know, it is what it is. It's just going to happen. But my thing is, like, to people is, like, do not, like, you cannot arbitrarily, like, like talk about art based on the only good people making it yeah because 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 uh, the the fucking asset like the fucking guy who who made the textures could could you know could be a like a woman beater exactly like that's that's sort of the, the are you thing, are you gonna right? play the game untextured now like yeah and, and it, it, that's the thing is like and it's like how deep does it go like i like i always make the 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 sort of the the comparison it's like all right on your favorite movie what if you it, it came out that the second lighting grip like m murdered his wife and her lover after they found them in an affair and he just fucking cold blood fucking kills them and you yeah. find this out it's an awful thing that happened it was the second lighting grip on a movie that had 500 other people working on it like is that too much for you? I mean, he was in the credits as a significant part of the movie. Okay, but an actor. Oh, well, I see him. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I just feel so arbitrary. Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite, like, um, possible um, comparisons for this is um, Sugimori, who uh, did the Dragon Quest music, who I think recently passed away. I, correct? Yes, he did recently pass away. I wanted to bring yeah, him like, up, too. Yeah, and 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 I, and I don't support a fucking single view that he has on, on you know, on, on um, homosexuality. Um, and I think it's for him just like this is one of the things he is so old that it's yeah. like there's there's not even a, a transphobia conversation to be had. There's not even a, an, a, an anti-lesbian, anti-bisexual conversation. Dude, to be he, had. Was a, he was a Japanese war crimes denier. Like you got to understand, like, a, like, like that's sort of the thing. It's like one of those things where it's like that guy is so, that guy was excuse me, was it's like so, so old where it's like, yeah, is it fucked up that he's a Japanese war crime denier? Yeah. But you also have to understand, again, how old this guy is where when he grew up in japan yeah and probably like, again like and who this raised stuff him is, like like the, the family deep, that probably raised him this stuff is 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 deeps is life seeded right shit that yeah. it's like look like you don't you don't gotta like it but you gotta 
you don't gotta like it and you don't gotta think it's okay but well like like that the, the thing i'm po- i wanted to point out is that like like I'm not when I say like a ho- like he's against homosexuality. I mean that he's so old that I don't even think he realizes that 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 there are like uh, that there is this new spectrum of sexuality. Like I think he's just like yeah, just you know some men like men and I don't really like that. Like like he like he isn't even aware that people are changing gender nowadays. He's that old or well he was that old. Um like, like, just, just that level of, like, hardcore, like, dated fucking views that he's just not even aware that certain people and also, exist. And, and this is also, and also, two miles, like, this is something that I feel like we, and, like, again, in our circle, have to deal with, because, again, like, we're, we're big into video games, we're big into anime, obviously, that comes from Japan, and Japan is a much more cons- socially conservative culture in a lot of ways to the United States, in a lot of ways and they have just have a lot of shit they they just do differently, right? Like we did a whole conversation yeah. an hour ago about about anime that features like punching wi- like yeah, punching like women men in the punching face. women, right? And and I'm sorry, like that shit is just not some shit you would see on American TV. It just wouldn't it's just not some shit you would you would you would see because they have different they their culture just has like a fundamentally different values. You don't have to like that. Yeah. But I just feel like it's it, it's it's really annoying sometimes when like we are just trying to talk about some good fucking Japanese games and people are like, oh, but I don't like how it portrays women when in reality it's like totally fine and they just have assumption. They're just again well, they're being well, fucking racist I, and assuming I, I that wanna, it, it has I, problems I do wanna, or, um, Japanese. Yeah, I mean, like I I do want to um, bring up something uh that a friend of mine wrote i haven't spoken to this person in a little while but uh i need to i i want to bring something up because they're a a transgender man um and i love this guy because they're they're just like they're the most like based person ever like to just talk to about about um uh just like anything really like they're they're very um very big into games and and very like very interesting uh like views on like the LGBT community where where one one of the big things that they advocate for is the idea of like yeah no american american LGBTQIA+ plus, like perspective is not the only perspective in the world um not every issue comes back to trans people we are not the center of the fucking universe um and and sometimes for the record, like, no just- is, nor is anyone yeah, no, nor is anyone. Problems. But like, what what's great? What's great about him is that he recognizes that, and that, and that he's kind of able to say, like, yeah, I can be upset about something, but like at the end of the day, like, I can be upset about it from my perspective, and and I can, and and I'll have to say, you know what? But that's it was made somewhere else. The, these people aren't where I am. They don't see things the way that I do, and and that's I, I gotta fucking live with it. And anyone who believes that that everyone has to have the exact same uh, you know amount of um of acuity that they do about certain problems because, you know, because I'm trans and therefore they should have the exact same opinion and, and think the same w- way that I do about transness. Yeah. That's wrong because, because, you know, trans people are people, they're individuals and they have different perspectives that are formed based on their cultures and different perspectives formed based on, on how tolerant they are of other ideas and, and of, of other cultures and how understanding they are of other people. And, and that's one thing that he is very clued into. Um, ironically enough, cause he's not American. He's fucking Canadian. Yeah. Uh, because, and that's, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's, that's how the Canadians fucking do it is they realize they're not the fucking center of the planet. I, I'm a, I'm a end off. 
on on speaking of speaking of Canada, I'll end off on a little point for this nice meaty meaty uh, show for for y'all. Happy. Hope you guys had a nice Thanksgiving, by the way, for all our American listeners. By the yeah, way, we got happy a couple Thanksgiving, of, a couple of Happy American uh, Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed some turkey and some lovely stuffing and some mashed potatoes. And I don't really like gravy or green peas, but y'all. I don't like almost any Thanksgiving food. I guess we can talk about that that next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What well, we ate? That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I'm. Well, I. I wanna. I wanna bring up because please remind me. I. I have to bring up the um because we t- we talked about shitting, pooping, pooping last week. Uh, and, um, and like how, how, like we're, we're trying to figure out who, like if we think about poop more or less than the average human being, like I, uh, the amount of people I know, and I'll, and I'll have to talk about this next week who just like the, the post Thanksgiving dump is like a thing in their life that they like catalog and is important to them. Oh, I, I okay. need to go I into get, this. Okay. So here's the deal. I think about shit a lot. However, I do not have the, I do not, I've not had a iconic thanksgiving dump in my life i've taken i've i've had a couple of iconic mcshits like after i ate the 40 nuggets when i was in high school that one one (laughs) yes remember i i was i was live tweeting you right yeah from the toilet yeah from from the toilet well because i remember we were on like discord or whatever or or not no Uh, we would have been on skype we would run on skype skype at the time and facebook uh, maybe yeah no no probably i was just texting you actually over sms um, oh yeah, that's true. At the time. That's true. And I and I just remember texting you like just ate forty nuggets or I showed you the photos and you're like, oh cool man. I'm like, oh dude, just had the worst time in the toilet. And then I was like, going back for round two. And then like twenty minutes later I go, just got back from round three. And it's like so it's miserable. A shame I probably never, don't, I can it's never a shame do that I probably again, don't have that number, yeah. Or I don't I don't have that uh that text conversation. I could I could try, I could dig through it, but um yeah, like no, it's just it's it is one of these weird things, and I and I, and again, I'll talk I'll talk more about it next week. Just like the the level of like of of like reverence some of the people in my life have about about this, but um, yeah, no, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and I guess we're ending the episode. With- yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell my my stupid fucking Canada story. The, oh, okay. Show. Yes. Yes. So, let's so get I've it. been listening. So I've been listening to this really great podcast called Elwood City Limits. Which is an episode podcast episode by episode analysis of Arthur, uh, at, like every episode of Arthur, starting from episode one and going going on. Um, it's run by two guys from Nova Scotia, uh, up north, and they're first of all Nova Nova Scotians have like the same all the same type of humor. First of all, I'm convinced Nova Scotia is like a five minute vicinity, like it's very small because I'm convinced they all know each other because I'm I'm listening to this episode and they mentioned they're from Nova Scotia and I'm like, what the fuck? Who who's that other guy I know from Nova Scotia? I'm like, oh yeah, Nitro Rad. I think he's also out in Nova Scotia. I remember him mentioning that in the video. Fucking four episodes later, they're like, yeah, we'd like to thank our friend Nitro Rad who helped make the uh, the logo. For for us, uh, we really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. I'm like, what the fuck? Does everyone uh, know? They, they know, know, know each everyone. Other? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's like that one joke where like people are like, all black people know each other. No, all Nova Scotians. Scotians know each other. Know each other. But uh, yeah, that's it. Great podcast. Go listen to that. If you liked our podcast, though, check out the Discord. Tell us what you had for Thanksgiving, or what Post you had picks. after Thanksgiving. Oh yeah.
Oh yeah, my Actually, mom got apple don't. pie. I don't want to fucking. Year. I don't want to fucking hear that shit. I'm just. I'm only saying my mom just got apple pie this year, and I'm really excited to eat, eat some of it. Oh, dude, I love apple uh, pie. My parents don't do apple pie on Thanksgiving. I don't think, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can. If I can swing that. If I can. I put in that. a request. I put in a request. I was. I was, I was war- you put in an order. But uh, good. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. We're two followers away, by the way, from the big one o o. We so, lost a tell your friends. Very cool. <laughs> oh, oh, were we at 99 at one point? We were at 99 the other day, yeah. Oh, may, oh, I'm, I haven't looked in a while, so, like... I've been yeah, I haven't either. Days. That's why no one fucking follows the Twitter. Yeah, because we never, we never tweet. Because we don't use it, because we barely use Twitter in the first place. Add us! Add us at Miku's Crackhouse on Twitter. Tell us to tweet more, and we will tweet at you something funny or cute. That's what we'll, that's what we'll do. So Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a tweet I could throw up on, on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so do that. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, take only what you need from me. That song sucks ass, dude. <laughs> Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide.